This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to uh, be able to do One Nation Radio for a very long time. Um, happy to talk about, you know, a lot of the news in wrestling. Happy to talk about the reviews that are coming here. Um, there was some, there there was some shambolic shit that went down. Um, this, um, <laughs> this, uh. This this past weekend, uh, I definitely want to talk about fade in the water. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think we should start there before before we get to the wrestling. If y'all can just bear with us, this is a cultural event uh, <laughs> that has gripped our nation. Um, fade in the water, James. How did how did you first see fade in the water? I, mean, I saw it yesterday, and I was like, wow. I saw a bunch of stuff about Alabama and Montgomery and a boat and videos, and I was like, I don't have time for this. But it kept being on my timeline that was going by it and trying to ignore it. I was like, all right, what is this? So then I click on it, and I see, obviously, I see um, a black man getting jumped by a bunch of white boys. And I was like, oh, great. It's one of them videos or whatever else. And then the next thing I know, I see another video from another angle. And and it looked to be the same doc. And I'm and all of a sudden, like, it turns into a, a good old-fashioned race fight. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was like, they can't, where did they come from? I, I, I saw one dude in the background, but he was like trying to... They, Tried to break them up when they were when they're on top of the dude, um, and but then all of a sudden I was like, where do all these people come from? And then I was like, all right, let me go through because obviously this has been a thing people are talking about. Let me go on 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 my timeline and read all this stuff. And I put all I put it all together, obviously. And then also there is one tweet that has like three uh three videos that basically give you the gist of it. But it basically turned into like the most captivating. Pop- the most captivating race fight I've seen since the malice in the palace to where I was watching this thing and I couldn't stop watching it over and over. And then like, as there's more, 
there's new like angles of it. I'm now want to watch that to put the ad to to contextualize what all happened and like rewatch it to see like every individual actor that's on like this on the screen and how they're behaving at particular times at particular moments. Like, so so we we should probably like fill probably, in the context. Okay, so so hold on, hold on, hold on, but then we'll get get right back to you. Like I just mentioned, Malice in the Palace, or something that's really really rewatchable. I have not seen Twitter put together a piece of uh, a piece of narrative by by the collective to all talk and rewatch and see individual actors in the entire thing since January sixth. That's the last time I remember people being like, "Hey, what?" This video, this video, this year, this person did this here, and that person moved over here, and this was in, this, and then he was in this room, and then they were outside, and all like this is this was this is crazy, and it was all, and this wasn't like you know, it's something that nearly as serious as like, oh my god, it was an insurrection um, on the Capitol. <laughs> this was just a standard old like good old fashioned race 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 fight. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, Rich. So like. The whole thing was it was like on this dock in like yep. Montgomery, Alabama, yep. one of the blackest places in America. Yeah. So these guys do not want to move their boat for this yeah. incoming boat to dock, and um, there are a, a lot big of boat like a like a you know one of those like uh, Ferris type of deals. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a ferry or whatever, and like there are people that work on the boat. Um, and then, you know, something happened to where, uh, there was, there was a guy that was trying to ask him to move the boat. People said they wouldn't move. It broke down to a fight. This guy throws his hat up and that's like almost the damn bat signal. Like, and he's fighting, it's this black guy fighting one on like, seemingly like four, four or five four, at, at this like point. And then there's a dude that hops off and swims to, to go over there to, to, yeah. to, to save this man. Yeah. There's another guy that comes. There's one single black guy walks in, tries to break it up. Right. And then like the Avengers, they start coming. Like <laughs> they start showing so, up one by one. So basically the guy that was swimming, uh, that it got onto the dock late after, after the one, the other guy that was like, um, he swam for that smoke. Side. Uh, broke it up. Like he got on, he got he had got up on the thing. He it was already all it had got close to what you call de-escalation, or basically like the 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 party of white people basically left, got away, or was walking away. So then, basically, what happens is like you figure out like, holy shit, this dude swam from he he basically dove off of the the big riverboat. And then, like, swam to the dock. And then by the time he had got there and got up there, the big boat had, like, basically docked itself. And then, like, there were so many black people that were a part of the security, on either on the dock or on the boat. And also people that were just on the black people that were on the boat that were seeing this and saw that, like, this black man was done wrong. And... And basically what they said, you know, in the words on heart, enough is enough and it's time for a change. And they came out there and they came down. And as you said, they pulled up like the Avengers. Look, man, I had tons of jokes. I said, look, they, they were like the Avengers, the way they assembled the whoops on the ass. They was like Batman, the way they were seeking vengeance on that ass. 
uh, <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole bunch of stuff, man. And, uh, but, and I think like the highlight of this thing is that the gentleman, the black gentleman, older gentleman, probably middle age, man. swinging that chair around, swinging that iron, but, but literally, that was, literally but, swinging that iron. Yeah, but that was like <laughs> the the basically like the third dust up or, or restarting of the fight. Yeah, uh, it just kept starting like, a little different. The first area. thing is the incident where they get jumped. The second one is when um, they all. When everybody gets off the boat and they're basically saying, we finna whoop these white folks' ass. And by that point in time, they had came, and the second startup is like, uh, the, the party with the, with, the, with the boat, the white folks with the boat, that had their boat moved um, and jumped the, the security guard, they had got onto their boat and they thought the shit was over. And then they saw, as you said, it the, was the, not. The, when they saw Wakanda pull up, <laughs> it was. It was like they was trying to cop please, and them please were, were fell upon deaf ears, and they got their ass whooped off their boat. And um, man, like it was when I mean it was bad. I mean like the the, the women that weren't actually like fighting the, the the white women that were trying to stop their white men from from jumping on this black man. It didn't matter. It didn't you, matter. They had look, to get it too. Look, Cause look, these queens, look, these queens came off that boat and they said, "We know, we don't give a damn if you try to de-escalate or stop your white man or not. You ain't stop them, so therefore you finna feel this thunder." And man, amazing! It was like Thor was out that bitch, and all that, all that lightning was coming, was coming down. <laughs> man, they threw one. Of, look, one of them ended up uh, seeing their man get whooped. So uh, by um, and was you know overwhelmed. So she decided to start throwing punches. The second she threw punches, she was, I think the one in like the mint green dress. The second mint green finally hopped in, she was hopped right back out like some ho- like some hokey pokey shit. <laughs> she had grabbed them two, two the black women grabbed her ass and beat her ass. There was a white, there was another white woman that was trying to help out the uh the girl in the mint green. Man, uh woman with the blonde hair, the short blonde hair in security, she dragged her ass uh all over by, by the edge of the dock and then threw her ass in the water. And I was like, oh my god. We were remiss to mention the the play by play commentary we were getting is from the Montgomery residents recording this just just added to it. This is just a beautiful piece it of was, cinema, literally. Um, this the best you know, cinema I saw all weekend. Oh what yeah, you talking about yeah. Um, you know, but, I I remember I seem to remember you know like and, and, and you know with, with the with the tradition of race fights, you know the chairs being involved. I remember uh, was that Iverson. Randy Moss that had the chair, Iverson. or was that Iverson? It was okay, Iverson. Iverson. Yeah, the Iverson was a bowling alley deal, and um, they said, and the story was that Iverson threw a chair, so he's the one that got in trouble. And it's like everybody's fighting, but everyone get ID him as the one, the one, the one that's the, the you know the McDonald's All American is the one that gets ID throwing the chair. Amazing. Yeah, but um, I, I saw a lot of people practicing their chair techniques. And all that, um, I'm, I'm gonna have to, you know, brush up on mine uh, as well. Um, yeah, I, I was fascinated by this whole thing, and it was just, it was just pretty funny. Like it was like, well, the bills immediately came due, and these people thought it was sweet, and then they were just outnumbered. Look, it was all fun and games as far as just watching it until the chair came out. Because once that chair hit that white lady and and basically shrank her down, like uh, you know, you remember like Super Mario Brothers, like you yeah. get the you get the first mushroom and you go from little Mario to big Mario, and then like you get hit and then you go right back to little Mario. She got she got hit with that chair and her ass went doom, 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 and went back to little Mario. Buddy, <laughs> bop the shit out of her. Uh, and like once it happened, I was like, oh, oh, and then look. 
police were out there just, you know, just trying to get people to stop. They weren't deep enough to get them to stop. But once that chair basically came from the t- from the top down on upon that, that, that white lady, they grabbed that man and said, no, this is over. <laughs> we're stopping this immediately now. Our effort, was to, our effort wasn't enough. We haven't done enough to stop this. We are, we have to put people in cuffs now. And they basically cuffed that dude, and then they ba- and they roped up all that group of white folks and then, and then waited for more, more people to come up to stop them. But they had air, man, man. In the words of the Jigga man, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> I mean, bro, there was, I didn't, obviously some of the camera angles weren't good enough, but like some of the camera angles you believe that like once the Avengers pulled up and uh, they tried to walk away and they got swung on and, and they was descending upon them. It looked like one of them, the one that tried to t- tackle the security guard, all of a sudden he wanted to dive his ass in the water, like like they were like they were the Wu Tang Killer bees, like the bee, like if I jump in the water, they won't come sting me, right? And it's like, bro, you you ain't see you ain't see Aquaman just a second ago. We'll get your ass in that water. They ain't nothing. See murder. Yes, see, yes, I saw that. Yes, somebody, I saw someone call that man Michael Phelps. I fucking howled. See. <laughs> Like, I didn't know they did that. Like, <laughs> that had to be what was going through these through these people's minds. I didn't know they swam. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scuba Gooden Jr. Oh my yes. fucking yes. god, Scuba <laughs> Gooden Jr. Yes. Oh, well, oh yeah, they, they literally swam for smoke. What I will say that what I will say is this. If you go back, like I said, I watched this a few times to try to see every individual actor. When you see, when you next time you watch it, the third and final fight, p- part of the fight, when the chair gets brought out, when you see that the white lady, how she ended up on the ground because she uh, ended up getting beat from two black women. When you see when that chair strikes down upon her, the way one of the, one of the black women reacted. It, it, it was reminiscent of the way that KG celebrated when uh, Vince Carter jumped over that seven foot motherfucker in the Olympics. Like how did how, Vince Carter jumps over uh, whatever his name is seven foot two? Fred Vice. Fred Vice, and then Kevin Garnett somehow is more fucking hyped up for 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 the dunk than he was than Vince Carter was just because he was on the court at the same time. When you go back and watch this and see the way that this black woman celebrated, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> she was really about this. She was really about putting, putting the I saw people the taking pictures with the chair, putting it on IG. I saw people that had shirts pressed up. I saw Within the hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And um, this was this is crazy. And I, I don't think it's going to leave Twitter. I think it's going to last a couple more days, honestly. I mean, it's going to last forever. Like, yeah, true. Because I mean, also, because also, some of the jokes coming out because, like, you know, there was a, um, there was a, I think it was a New York Times article a few years ago when they had a a a blub or say a flub on a typo on yes. a particular uh, article about having a bigger navy, and you could, and people started talking, making Rihanna jokes, and people would talk about the USS dead ass and all that kind of stuff, and and the next thing you know. Tim Boot pulling and, up, and, and next thing you know, you there, there, there's your nigga Navy right there for your ass. <laughs> oh man, they beat man. I love it. I love it. Oh man. Um. So let's let's move on, man. Let's let's get to the shits. Um. So as you guys can see, um, 
wearing the new shirt this week. Uh, the the always the elite custom uh, created by my man Zach Porter, and um, you know a couple great ideas put together, and uh, you know I figured this would be the perfect time to unveil it. Uh, James, it has been announced that the elite has re-signed with AW multi-year deal. Uh, obviously, they're not trying to put like the numbers out like that just to keep some kind of uh, secrecy around this. Yeah, I mean, you know. You, you never know what the other side might do to try to clear cap space. So. <laughs> Always remember a Coke greater than Pepsi. Um, yeah, man. Uh, very happy about this. Uh, Lee's going to remain AEW. That's Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page all together. Uh, Barry Bloom, I believe, represented all of them. They made this decision as a united front. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a really good thing for AEW not to lose the E in AEW. Um, I think that it's a weight off of a lot of people's minds, mine included. Uh, it's just like trying to imagine this thing without the elite. That would, that would really suck. Uh, I, I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, <laughs> them jumping uh, to WWE and being in whatever situations they'd be in there. Um, and continue to see these guys kind of, you know, thrive in this thing that, you know, they started from the ground up. Like, these guys are not easily replaced. Uh, you definitely feel the void when they're not around. And I think that this is, uh, you know, it, I, I, I think you can put a lot of the worry to, to rest for a little while, at least. Yeah, you know me, I never thought they were ever going anywhere because to go to leave elsewhere to be to go to a worse position, a worse spot, um, a worse fit for what they do. And, you know, uh, you know, this is, there's only, but so many people that have the opportunity to be like top people and also have like official, like input into all the things that you're involved in. Plus the other stuff around that you have coming to you and away from you all the time so um you know like the cody situation is different because cody burned himself out so it, so for me it made sense for him to leave and you know we said that you know months before he ever left it's like w, you know if his contract comes up he might he, need, he needs to go to wwe like just just get, get himself out of the territory and if he comes back in a few years cool but like he needs to not be in AEW because he's he's burnt himself out to the crowd um so with the elite it never happened. They avoided all the pot, some of the uh, potholes that Cody, that Cody could not because he wasn't willing or interested in um, not, you know, being hill like a real hill, not some bullshit thing of I'm going to still be a good guy, but I'm going to piss off this crowd. So therefore, I'm a bad guy. He's like, no, nah, man, you're just a shitty hill. Sorry. No one's getting over at the expense of that or nobody can. Nobody, you're not helping anybody get over. That's your opponent when you do that. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um. And, you know, I made all the jokes about, like, I just can't fathom that, like, the stuff with CM Punk is so bad that they just need to just, that they're just going to get bullied out of their spots. These are cushy fucking spots. Like, yeah, yeah. Outside, I, I think outside that was Roman, like. Outside of Roman Reigns, who has a better job in North America as a, as a full time pro wrestler? Bro, and Roman Reigns think. is a part time pro wrestler. You get my point. <laughs> Look, these guys are damn near part time pro wrestlers. Uh, Floyd actually made this point uh, going into Blood and Guts. A lot of them, this is their 14th match of the year. It's yeah. August right now. 
Um, and I think they're, you know, the Bucks are set to like turn up, you know, in the last half of this year, it seems like, uh, cause they're going back into tags, but also part schedule, of it is like the Matt Jackson injury too. That's also part of that. The, the, the schedule for these guys was said to be like a big thing as far as like, you know, um, a lot of these guys are family men getting this paper, you know, um, and, uh, you know, Matt's got kids. Nick's got kids. Uh, Hangman just just had a kid. Kenny does not. But, you know, I I, I think for him, you know, he kind of kind of said in that Sports Illustrated thing, the way he wants to continue to express, you know, his his ideas in pro wrestling, like this was the best place for him. Um, and I, I think it is a great day that everybody should be celebrating. If you came out here and you were talking about, yeah, man, I, I, I think, you know, AEW should, should move on from the elite. I think it's, you know, if you're trying to isolate a quarter hour or two that, that may not have gone their way, which has happened to uh, pretty much everyone in the promotion. If everyone wanna, in wrestling? Yeah. If, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, try, try to use these in- incidents as some type of proof that um, AEW is just beyond the elite and, and and they don't matter and all that. I think you are slow. Uh, and I think that you should not be listened to. You should not be valued. And I hope all the right people were angry at this. And I hope they continue to be angry. As Matt Jackson said, what's your, what's your plans uh, for the future, Matt Jackson? To keep pissing people off. So... Um, Shout out to the elite. Keep this thing rolling, and um, you know we'll cro- cross the, the the next bridges when we get there. But um, I, I gotta say, you know, Kenny's heading. You know, his age thirty nine year. Uh, Matt Jackson age thirty eight. Uh, Nick thirty four. Hangman thirty two, I believe. So like, Hangman's you know got a, got a little bit longer seemingly left than these guys. But who knows how much these guys have left to give? So it could be a lot, could be a little, but. Whatever happens, uh, it will always be the elite, like the shirt says. So, from one signing uh, with with AEW, uh, and also there's this like little hiring freeze thing going on <laughs> still. So, uh, or maybe I, I don't know. So, like um, there's uh, there's there's reports that Kyrie was set to return to WWE. Uh, of course, she left in 2020, returned uh, to stardom as a freelancer in 2022, never really committed to the promotion, worked her own kind of freelance, you know, dates in and out. Um, and I heard, you know, a, a lot of like, you know, we, we were kind of tracking it throughout the time. W- w- was she still able to hang? She had plenty of great matches, um, yeah. you know, in, in her, you know, th- this past year and, um, you know, I can't say I'm thrilled about her possibly going back to WWE or anything, but uh, I think she is a person that kind of does represent the past of stardom a little bit. And, you know, I did have questions about her, like her current fit uh, in stardom. She is a freelancer, never really like committed. So it, it never really got that far as to like, hey, we have to move, shuffle people out the way or anything. She just seemed like a luxury that popped in. Oh, it's yeah. nice to see her. This, this is our aunt that you know used to be here, but she came back in town or whatever, so she's going to help us out with a couple of these barbecues and stuff like that. But she's not like somebody who, who lives uh, here. Uh, Zach Maki does make a good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, but I, I mean, I don't know who was supposed to pin her. Uh, unless it was, you know, 
Mayu Watani or, um, you know. Well, and, to be fair, the pin that she took for, for Mercedes in New Japan was supposed to be Mayu, but Mayu had a contract dispute. So it's like <clears throat> the whole thing that like she didn't do any jobs is like, well, if she didn't do any jobs in stardom <clears throat> proper is like, well, that's not necessarily her doing. That was because of someone else's like uh, business savvy, not hers. Yeah, um, she she had uh, I believe she she works Saya Kamatani, Utami. Uh, she does have both draws. Uh, oh, both time limit draws. Or no, draws. Uh, what was was it a double countout? No, it was a time limit draw with Utami. I was there for that because it was a it was a non title match, so it went like fifteen minutes. They did have that match at Wrestle Kingdom where where she won in five minutes against Tam. Yep, and I, presumably that's not coming back anytime. Um, yep. but. Sad to see her retire again. Um, <laughs> you know, like she, she, uh, how old is Kyrie now? Ooh, okay. So she, uh, she's 30, she's 35. Okay. Yeah, she's um, 30 minute main events, hard hitting action, or come get this, this, this good chat for three minutes, like on Smack, SmackDown. It's, I mean, I, I gotta say, I understand that. Yeah, you know, but it's uh, I don't know. It, it's strange because you know she left uh, obviously during the pandemic, so uh, that's easily understandable. Like, yeah, I want to go back to my homeland and all that, but but to come back here, presumably again, we don't know. Um, the, and you know, she had a press conference, you know, kind of announcing a hiatus after September. She still has yep. dates um, that are still out there. You know, it, it lines up with going to WWE because yep. WWE would never tell you to reveal you're going to WWE. Um, I, I that it does make me wonder if this is a situation where, hey, this person used to work here, so this doesn't affect the hiring freeze or anything. But uh, I don't know. Not really. Uh, I, I don't think it's as big of a loss to uh, Joshi as I think some people are making out to be. And she wants to go retire again. Some people just love to fed. So that's yeah. what it is. Look, um, whatever she wants to do, I'm cool with it. Like, I, you know, it wasn't the match that I exactly wanted, obviously. Um, I wanted them to have the big title match, whatever else. It went more than six fucking minutes or five fucking minutes, but whatever. Um, it's not, it wasn't in the cards, but... Um, you still got the big match, or you still got the match with Utami in Sumo Hall. You still got the, um, you still got the uh, Ariaki Arena match with with Mayu. That was great in that main event. Um, you still have a lot of like awesome or like kick ass match that she had in the time she was in Stardom. Um, so, like as far as the fit or whatever else, it was a lot of. Um, she felt like a like you mentioned a luxury. A lot of a lot of supplemental stuff. A lot of like. Embar- things that she was in that showed like an embarrassment of like riches that they had to access to that level of talent to where it's like oh Kyrie's like fourth from the top right like the fact that she was in the um the Yokohama Arena show and she's like in the she's fifth from the top in a trios match a trios title match it's like that's that's nasty that's <laughs> nasty how deep that card is right so um yeah like I have nothing but I'm nothing but positive about her coming back Nothing about positive about her tenure. 
Um, outside of the part where it's like, I wish that she had, you know, put one or two more people over or whatever else. Like, it would have been cool if she, you know, they actually were able to do the, the Kamatani rematch and Kamatani got the win over her. Or Starlight Kid got the win over her. Or Tam got the win over her. But, didn't happen. Mayu was supposed to get one over her. Ultimately, they moved that over to Mercedes, and then Mercedes, you know, trans by transitive logic, like gave that to back to Mayu. So it it, it worked out that way. Um, it worked out better, a lot better than like Goldberg and, <laughs> and Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. So um, yeah, uh, happy that she came back. Whenever you know, depending on however this goes, whatever else, she's I welcome her back again. Or whatever else too. So like, she can still hang. Um, so, for me, happy she came back. Happy she was out of WWE. It kind of thinks that she's headed back to WWE. Um, you know, because it's like, for me personally, not me personally, but like to me, the match should make sense for her now that you have a fucking the women's champion is Io Shirai. Like, the match is that, but you know they're not going to do a Japanese, not Japanese do that. match. Right, exactly. So like, it's like they so, would have done so, it with Asuka. Look, right. So we'll why get you, into it in the review. So why are you even man, coming, So why are we even that coming entire back? Entire shit is nasty business. Right. That, that just happened. Right. Like they put they put another rain on Bianca so they could do Bianca versus EO as opposed to Asuka versus EO because they don't want to do that match because they don't want two Japanese women uh, like having a match. That's, that's exactly what it was. And it and it definitely wouldn't happen. They definitely wouldn't pin Charlotte. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, there there are also rumors of Nia Jax returning to WWE. So right on time, you know, for 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 Kyrie, they they could they they could restart that up. You know, who knows? Mm. Uh, I I heard something about that, but like, there's there's always the threat of that happening from people. Just like it's like, oh, the threat of Bray Wyatt showing back on television. It's like. <laughs> You're, you know, like, were those actually real talks, or, or is that real buzz, or is it just, like, people being like, hey, hey it's the perfect time to be, bring some bullshit out here for WWE, so who knows? Um. So, yeah, man, Um. let's move over to uh, AW Dynamite 200 before we, we're, we're going to close the show tonight with the SummerSlam review, but oh, we definitely wanted to talk about uh, AW Dynamite 200. James, you were in the tennis, was this your first AW show? Second. The first one I went to was uh, Revolution in Orlando in 2022. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, so, so how was it? You you actually showed up with your uh, uh, always the elite shirt on and all that. Um. I did. Um, I sat I sat down and I I sat down and I watched and like I went through to um, like the line was super long because I got there at, like I think doors open at six thirty. I think I got I think got in line to like six. 35 ish something like that 640 and um line was on again it was hot so just making the way you know you know human tr- you know cattle just filling into the arena and then um I'm, I'm first thing i'm looking for like all right where's the merch line i know the merch line is you know some bullshit when it comes to aw at times you hear people complain about it on twitter and um i like start walking along the way uh, uh, around the the arena and I'm looking, and all of a sudden I see some line that's like, where is it leading to? No, that's not the merch line. Nah. Before I sit, before I even think about, before I even consider whether or not I would even wait in this long-ass line, I'm going to go to around and look at what they got, like, in, like, in the merch stand. 
I look in the merch stand. I see like seven shirts. I was like, wow, seven shirts. Not one BCC John Moxley shirt. Not one Chris Jericho shirt. It was an MJF shirt. It was an Orange Cassidy shirt. It wasn't like any of the brand new goofy, you know, Adam Cole, MJF stuff. It was I'm better than you and you know it shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the newer black and the new Golden Elite t- t-shirt that's out. Um, a, a, <laughs> an acclaimed Scissor Me shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, uh, a AEW logo hoodie. Um, everything was made. One other thing, and I just forgot. But um, there were also other stuff like foam fingers and that kind of stuff. And also, they were selling like you know the belts and everything, like TNT belt, the AEW World Title. So like, I was like, Nah, I'm good. Like, I none of these shirts are shirts that like I need to send line for. I can just if I needed that badly, I'll just go to PWTs. So um, when it sat down and like watched the pr- watch the uh the pre-show the pre-show wasn't like um you know back in the day it used to be like what would be on dark but i don't know if anything's any of these are making the light of day but they were basically like three short squash matches uh they were all you know quick and you know in and out and fun <clears throat> nyla rose is super over um something to be noted like it was a trios match of her taya and uh marina versus like some crew to just you know three women didn't get an entrance. They three. just they got they got brought from the side. Didn't get to walk down the ramp. They're in there. Nyla and uh and Taya came out. They and you know Nyla was over like Hogan and, <laughs> and she was out there you know being ass and they got the win and then like they shuffled them through them three victims out uh, at the same from the same side that they came from. They didn't get the chance to go Amazing. to the Yeah. Um, yeah, man, but, uh, I, I wish I was there with you guys, but, uh, I will be at, at AEW later this month when they come to Duluth for the double taping. So, um, yeah, that's the double. So, so the double taping is, uh, that's dynamite rampage in, uh, collision. collision? Uh, yeah. Ooh. I think, I think they're going to do dynamite and, and collision only. Oh, I, okay. okay. I got a so, feeling they'll, so, they'll so, probably tape rampage okay. a different time. All right. I just, maybe. I just, I, didn't fuck Rampage. I just wanted to see if like they're gonna have like you know both crews there and trying to see that oil, oh, yeah. and oil collide. You know, yeah, see, yeah. There's see how a, that mixes. Yeah, I, I believe so. Like, okay. I, you know, I wonder how they're gonna walk people into the building. But like, hey, if you a if you a collider, you you can't come in until ten thirty. You know, shit like that. Like, I, you know, I don't know how they're gonna gonna do that or anything. Who knows? But, um, yeah, this whole thing opened up. Uh, you know, with. Tag do match. They have, do they have like adjacent locker rooms and like it, they treat it like it like it's the like it's the uh, Berlin Wall and they can't like reach over and talk to each other. They just, the the wall is there, y'all not to communicate. This bro. is this is to separate the east from the west. Bro, I don't know how big that building is either. Bro, it ain't gonna be no room for everybody. It, you know, somebody gonna run to somebody. I can feel it. And I, I look and I might see it. <laughs> <laughs> I told us where I was like, hey, I'm, I'm about to just stick with you. I ain't, I ain't here. I ain't trying to see, trying to be nowhere. I ain't supposed to be. But if I happen to be there, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Dynamite 200. So first, uh, 200th episode of Dynamite. They've been on air since 2019. I think it's uh pretty easy to say. I think this is the greatest uh television show that's been aired uh in the history of this country uh for this amount of time for pro wrestling. And- yes. 
Yes. Yeah, like got, so many great matches. I ain't really uh, trying to compare this to Wire, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta make sure you say pro wrestling. Like, what about bringing Bam, motherfucker? I'm like, <laughs> what about the Sopranos? <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones, you, you bitch ass nigga. Like, yes. <laughs> you nah. ain't seen Secession? <laughs> <laughs> so now we got all those out of the way. So right. when it comes to pro wrestling, right. too many great matches. This show yep. has literally been. A throwback. It's been a revolution. It's been a preview of the future. It's been a show of its time all in one at different stages. And it's been um, a very scrutinized show, always yeah. having to constantly adapt to, to anything. Um, this is not, you know, a hot run for a year and a half. This is not like like where like a lot of bullshit wrestling was happening five six minute matches and then dqs in the main event every week right. after after everything this is not that they're under the pressure to largely deliver definitive winners yep. um they've kind of been worked against obviously they had you know the through the wednesday night war and everything like that and, and to make it at 200 episodes um they did a big celebration after the show that that you saw james yep. like how was that like being there in person? I watched it online. I was like, "Oh, that seemed really, really nice." It was cool. Um, I, Tony Khan came out and he was just talking about like you know the work that everybody did to put it, make this thing happen, and make this thing crack. And he he seemed to be truly like you know emotional about it, as far as like really you know grateful for the experience of the last four years or so, close to five years. And um. Yeah, well, it was really cool. It was really cool, and um, I, the one part was at the end. Um, they had like the whole, like the whole entire, like all the wrestlers come out from the back to the top of the ramp, and they clapped to, for for Tony Khan or whatever else. Because I forgot who it was. I think it was MJF, mm-hmm. uh, MJF and Jericho, and uh, maybe Shivani were basically <clears> like, "Hey, y'all need to, just, you know, we, this is for Tony and all that kind of stuff." I was yeah, yeah, and they all clapped and everything, and I'm just thinking, it's like, this is... So, yeah, I, I, I was laughing, like, he's like, yeah, go out here and clap for this fucking mark! <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was it was a cool little moment and everything, and, um, you know, then it ended and everything, and then it was time for, uh, the Rampage, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't stay for all of the Rampage. I, I saw one match from Rampage, I saw <laughs> who was coming up next, or saw who was coming out before, who came out, uh, who, who were the, the actual stars. I saw it was hey. like another squash match. I was like, all right, I'm out. You got 275 traffic ar- around USF. Got to yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 I mean, y'all was there on a Wednesday night, so it, it might not have been too bad, but it if you waited. It wasn't that know. bad. Uh, like, cause I had stayed long enough to where like most of it cleared out. Okay. Because I say through, you know, obviously, like, once, once you know, the main event closed, like, they were out of there, and then people were, you know, emptying out, and then I stayed for one whole match, and I basically stayed until, like, the entrance for, or the first entrance for the second match, so people were, it was, it was pretty clear. It was actually pretty clear. Like, you know, I will say this, though. If that had been, like, the Ice Palace, or not the Ice Palace, or Emily Arena, that would it would have still been on Smash outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we opened up uh tag, tag, tag team match. Chris Jericho and Kanosuke Takeshita taking on Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia. This match was a blast on TV. Yes. Um, lots of great moves and interactions like between Garcia and Jericho. The, the dance, I imagine, you know, had the whole arena going crazy. It seems like week by week that thing's getting more over uh, when he does it. 
doing a lot of chops. I like the Jericho and Kesha teams. Kesha playing into uh, the Daniel Garcia dance. Sammy Guevara just being an electric baby face that, you know, it, they were setting up the hot tags for, and uh, he was getting to show why I think he's incredible. This thing ends with Jericho, uh, you know, and Callis. Callis basically grabbing the Floyd the Bat, cheating on Jericho's behalf, Jericho being torn, not wanting to beat his own uh, unit partners like this, and, but reluctantly taking the win. And, um, yeah, I, I thought this was – this set, like, this let me know that we were going to get a great show from this match. You like how there was, like, interference that led directly to the win, and then, like, the people involved weren't, like, snowed or, like, stupid. They knew exactly what the fuck was going on. The only person that got snowed was the ref who was distracted. You like that? Don't you like when, like, the wrestlers aren't bu- fucking buffoons or completely, like, obtuse? We'll get to it later, but Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, man, it was it was a it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, so like I, I don't know where that um there there's gonna be a Jericho Appreciation Society meeting next week. Mandatory. Uh, mandatory. Got to be there. So um yeah, we'll see we'll see how that all look, man, plays out. Look. Do you remember the <laughs> I saw this on, on Twitter the other day. And this actually this after people were pissed about what happened with SummerSlam. Uh, do you remember the episode when, like, there was a vote of no confidence for Triple H's, like, yes. and, and everybody, like, look, the camera crew, the, the women's division, SmackDown, the Raw, refs. the refs, uh, announce team, JR's the last to leave, the camera crew all leaves on that man, like, when when Anna JS says, I'm sick of this shit, we, no confidence, and thumbs down that nigga, and everybody leaves, who who would be the last one to lead to make it the most emotional? Sammy? It's got to be Sammy. Okay. Okay. I think it's got to be Sammy. Sammy kind of feels like he got one foot out the door anyway. It, it might be Hager. It might be Hager. I don't know. Hey, what you are you going to do? Take the hat? Well, I mean, yeah, he already took the hat off. So, like. Right. Yeah. Now, if he had uh, took off the hat and handed it to him and walked off, now that would have been, been a dagger. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been like, look, been Sammy here. Like, once he hands that to him, I would have replayed that shit. I'd have been like. And I would impose that Mike Green once he hands uh once he handed Jericho that had to be like bang to the heart. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna say Sammy. Okay, it, it, you know yeah. Sammy got to make it extra dramatic. You know, um, but from there uh, we got Jack Perry out with Shivani, and uh, he got a lot of booze. How, yeah. how how were the live booze for for Jack? They were good. They were good. Um, he wasn't the most boo person. That's of course that's callous, but yeah, uh, ah. he, got, he got the booze. Um, you know, he said, uh, you know, he's like, "Fuck this, <clears throat> Jerry Lynn, bring your ass out here so you can get your ass kicked." Uh, Jerry Lynn then came out. He said, "You know, as much as he liked to make an example out of Jack, be child abuse, he doesn't run the show, and no doctor will clear him and get in the and, ring." And once that was said, everyone was everyone said it came to the same conclusion. Holy shit, RVD is about to come out this bitch, and we was we was ready. We was ready. I was too. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> so uh, they bring out Rob. Uh, the Pantera music hits that he used in ECW. Yep. Uh, a lot crowd was going crazy. I was happy to see Rob. Um, he came out and uh, he got in the ring. Uh, and I, you know, had heard like rumors about Rob Van Dam and all that. I wasn't necessarily excited or anything, but um, they did the face off, and you know, 
then Jack was like, nah, I'm out of here. Fuck this. And then he tried to sneak him with a chair. Yep. But when Rob, like, did went for the Van Daminator and did that like, spin kick, yeah, he I was, was like, like Hold oh, on. shit, he can still fucking move. Yo, I was, I, was, I was like, whoa, he shouldn't be able to move. Like, if he was washed, he wouldn't be able to move like that. Right. So, that's exactly I, like, what I don't I, know if, look, I don't know if that's all he has left. I don't But care. I'm willing to find out. Right. Right. Just be like, you know, like, when you watch Muto, you be like... Oh, bro, he can't do nothing except but them dragon screws still on point. <laughs> be like, look, if that's all he got, then fine. But just just build around that then. Yeah. Um, like I ain't expecting him to come out here and do the rolling thunder and all that shit, and you know, van yeah. terminators and all the other crazy stuff. But look, uh, you know, I saw him wrestle in Noah last year, and like it was a plunder match, but he still, but the match was still good. Um, obviously, there's been some talk about like him with memory loss and stuff uh, of last year or two. Well, um, and that's obviously a concern. Say again? I was like, well, he was in ECW in the 90s. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, that is definitely a concern. But, you know, if they can take care of him or whatever else, it looks like there's a, there's a nice program. Because, you know, we were talking about it. And we we're like, look, I say, like, I'd rather just be Jericho in, in a different circumstance. But, like, if RVD, no, it, look, he came out, he's still a star to these people. Period. So it worked. Big it's gonna time. Work. So so <clears throat> as long as it's not some disaster in the ring, it's going to work for whatever they're trying to get accomplished with uh, Jack Perry getting heat for the F- FTW title. So yeah, as you mentioned, FTW title match next week: Jack Perry versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, then, uh, funny part was Jack Perry like scooted to the audience and grabbed a little girl. We later found out that was Christian's daughter, uh, and Did held him the, held him see- up or held her up. Did you see the Christian promo on Collision this week? I did not. Christian has his daughter with him and she she's just you know in the camera shot with Shivani while obviously ter- Christian in the turtleneck of course holding the belt with Luchasaurus behind him he starts talking some cash and then about his daughter being with him and his daughter looks checked out looks like she didn't want to be there and then all of a sudden his daughter interrupts her and says can I hold the belt Christian says did you win this belt <laughs> you know <clears throat> no you didn't get out of here and walked her off this way right a s- one second goes by that she walks out the frame he says security she's on credential get her out of here <laughs> I fucking died get the fuck out of here <laughs> bro this man this man Credential's. called security on his own daughter get the fuck out of here he's like get out of here go, go find your mom second goes by that's great Security, she's she's unconditional. Get her out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Christian, Christian's the best man because Christian, um, actually, uh, as the show went off or before the show started, he did a promo. Uh, he came out for a couple seconds. He lives in Tampa. He said he mentioned it, and he he bro he 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 just shat on the sports teams and got the fuck out. It was awesome. It was so good. Like this. I, I don't think I've enjoyed Christian more. He's not doing anything <laughs> in the ring. He's just going out here, just getting heat. <laughs> so amazing. Good. Preservation. Yeah. Up next, we got the three-way anything goes match between Trent, John Moxley, and Pentagon. And I had a feeling that this would be good when I saw it announced. I was like, all three of these men are crazy. That's yep. what that's what I thought to myself. Yep. And lo and behold. They went fucking nuts out here. Uh, I was rooting for Trent hardcore to win. I was like, man, it'd be nice on AEW 200 finally for him to get a win 
or some type of big win, and then he fucking won, bro. I went crazy watching this. <laughs> uh, yeah, love this. This match is great. This match is great, and like they look for a person that did a that did all the crazy shit that Moxley did two weeks ago, it or two weeks from that particular time, um, in Blood and Guts to then go out there and do all that thumbtack shit again is like, yo, this dude is a gamer, and you know. Obviously, a big part of his identity until he, um, off screen anyway, what was fueling him until he ended up hurt, you know, getting up the, the elbow stuff was like he felt like he was the Iron Man of the WWE and like he wanted, you know, he's putting himself in position like this is why people liked him so much and everything. And, um, you know, obviously, goes to AEW. He's been great ever since. He's been, a, he's had a Hall of Fame career since he joined AEW or left WWE. Um, and, you know, he went to rehab, he came back, and, like, the dude is, like, just fucking, he's, he's just made of iron. <laughs> like, he just, he just keeps going, he's just, just checks, he keeps punching the clock all the time, man. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really enjoyable. And look, another, another great match um, to add to the resume for, you know, his, for the match guide for this year. And like, why is it kept, man? Like he just keeps plugging away. He keeps putting eights on, on the cage match. Keeps doing it. Yeah, man. Um, Pentagon came out great condition, lost a bunch of weight. seems like you never can really tell with him because he's always he wears wearing such, you know, I, he's wearing the suit and all I that. I will say this. I feel like over the last year, he's been in this kind of shape. He's been like, just ripped up. Like you'll see pictures of him on his Instagram or whatever. So you're like, yo, he's jack-. like, but he's wearing because you know, that's his gimmick. But yeah. it's like, I know, I know it's kind of stinks. If you're like, this is your gimmick and it's one of the best gimmicks in pro wrestling. But it's like you work that hard to get yourself look like that, and you can't really, you, you can't really do nothing to show it because like that's your gimmick and the gimmick works. Um, but yeah, man, like all three of them are great. Yeah. Um, and. Just go, like go out of your way to see yeah. this. If you didn't see this, just like I don't. Outside extra of, violence like, outside of blood and guts i don't think i've enjoyed a um a aw like tv match uh that much in a while that i can yeah, remember on some head obviously you know they have great matches almost every week but this one this one like sticks out to me for the first time in a, in a like recent stretch of aw tv so uh trent ended up getting the, getting the pin on uh pentagon uh after the match you know moxie was like nah fuck that we got to choke you out and then claudio and yuda fought uh but orange cassidy and chuck taylor were in the crowd uh waiting for him <clears throat> big bcc and best friends uh feud kind of going off here uh this ended with cassidy giving uh, moxley the orange punch yep. uh and then you know taylor was like you know i, I see this whole magic con was nothing uh so let's run it on our terms parking lot fight rampage obviously uh the great parking lot fight with best friends you know it's kind of their match uh, then they had that match on Rampage. I did not get to watch it. I heard great things about it, and I'm going to watch it this week. I'm going to um, pull it up this, uh, tomorrow morning. So MJF and Adam Cole had an announcement here. Um, so MJF, you know, came out and did a promo, um, and you know, kind of kind of reused some some of the material he did last year. Kinda. We were talking about the quarters and kind of everything like that. Kind of added something else in with the. RSD stuff, but uh, if you guys were uh, privy to the punk view, we talked about you know the quarters and yep. um, he was like, yeah, you know I have ADD. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, 
and he said rejection sensitivity disorder, uh, meaning his brain is structured different. Uh, I don't know if that's an actual thing, but I'll have to look that up, uh, see if that's, you know, wrestler speak or not. Uh, he said he can't regulate his emotions or behaviors, and that makes life difficult. MJF said there's a lot about his past that fans don't know. Uh, a lot of it he's blacked out, but, uh, you know, he's held the memories when he was bullied as a child. Uh, he thought the only way he could protect himself was to attack people before they could attack them. Uh, so you know, so MJF- was the first person with uh, RSD with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Don't trust, don't trust anybody? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um. He says that being a uh, he realized being a scumbag is easy, uh, but it's not the way to go. He did it because he was scared, uh, but he's not scared anymore because of the fans. Uh, I thought the Eminem "Not Afraid" song was about to start playing or something. I I thought a different song was going to come on, but we'll get to it in a second. Um, He says he's not scared. Uh, They they showed they cared about Max and they had sympathy for the devil. And he said he's still our scumbag, but he's ready to be the fan scumbag. And Lord, the fans like just laid down and spread their legs open for this man. Just like, yes, lo- we love you. Like, and it was, it's, people are begging to give MJF the draws right now. Yep. Like, that's, yep. that's, that's what they yep. want to do. I don't see any point of running from it anymore. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've said it for a while. Like I, I know some people don't want to see this guy anything other than a heel. I feel like that heel character has had its day in the sun. I feel like there's this is a good place to pause it so it can come back stronger in another form. Um, he said, you know, he got a he's our scumbag chance. Uh, um, and then he, you know, obviously dropped a shirt the next yep. day with it. Uh, and he, you know, the one person that taught him he could trust and be vulnerable, deserves a friend, was Adam Cole. Cole came out. Uh, no interest music, and you know he appreciated that MJF shared his story uh, about the man he's become. He's not alone. For years, Cole was a jerk because he was scared, but uh, he put up over MJF becoming the man that he's destined to be. Uh, deep down, there's a good guy in there, and he said he's know, proud of him too. Yep, he said you know the fans are proud of you, and he's proud of you. Uh, he meaning Cole. Yes. Uh, and you know MJF, you know thank Cole for performing verbal fellatio on him, but he's still a scumbag. <laughs> Uh, and you know he kind of winked at at the crowd. Uh, he then brought up how he promised Cole a world title match last week. You know what he thought about it, and Cole didn't deserve one. And then he paused, and he's like, "You deserve the match at All In." And then you know you see uh, Adam Cole getting happy about this because he's he's con this sucker. Um, and without reading it, Cole signed the contract. So I don't know if that's going to come into play later. These guys are very meticulous about these things. You gotta things. remember, we don't know which one's the bastard yet. Yeah. So maybe, like, you know, there's a situation where Cole gets himself fucked up, but, like, what he signs, you know, protects MJF uh, along the right. other side. We like, don't, like, Cole got the match, so Cole may have the upper hand, but then again, Cole signed that thing without looking at it, so MJF may have the upper hand. We don't know who's the bastard yet. This is all gonna come into play. Yep. Um, and then from there, you know, they hugged. And we've got the graphic on the screen. First match for All In, MJF yep. and Adam Cole. Um, not the match that I was expecting for All In right. when I first like heard the announcement for this show. Yep. I, yep. I was like, that would have been. I don't know if this would have been the, in the ten matches I could have named before I got to this. Yep. Um, luckily, but, luckily though, the this is a rematch, and the match they had was so fucking good that it's like 
And then they had the storyline is like, you know, they they've already they already have proof of concept in the ring, and they have this storyline now, and it's, and it's the best thing they have going in the in the promotion. Like, so yeah, this is this is this is win. This is win. Yeah. Like to be able to get a, to be able to get this match. Like, if you go back three months ago, or whenever when it was announced, you're not thinking of this match. But it, it's, the whole program has worked to, to such perfection. There you go. And, and, you know, for now the intrigue is like, who's going to turn on who or, or, or when will that ever happen if it does happen? Either way, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get to Wimbledon. You're going to have a great match and whatever is, happens in the aftermath will happens in the aftermath. So, like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, then we see Roger Strong backstage and this guy losing his goddamn mind. Um just just screaming insane levels of overacting still wearing the neck brace i'm like what is wrong with him man like like send him to therapy no and, you can't no 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 no. we can't send roger stone to therapy because last time he was in therapy they put him in the trunk remember that shit no you don't remember the feud with loomis in nxt when they when he was going to therapy because he got put in the trunk that one time by Loomis. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No therapy. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We Never can't mind. be doing that again. Never mind. Yeah. Um yeah. try not to yeah. reference 2020 NXT. Yeah. That's not Yeah. I can't I can't get out my not mind. Not it. I can't get that out of my mind. Oh um, they ruined everything I ever fucking loved about WWE. <laughs> fucking pandemic. Oh man. Think of all we think of all the things we've lost. <sighs> Hey, destroy and rebuild. Get up. <laughs> then Matt Taven and Mike Bennett walk up, former members of the kingdom with Adam Cole, saying, you know, huh, it's interesting. Cole always forgets about his friends and then, you know, walks off. And I'm like, what's going on here? So, like, now I'm kind of into this thing. I'm like, all right, where's, you know, what's about to happen here? Like, it, like this man going to rip his neck break. Whose side are they bro, on? Machinations is in play, bro. Somebody, there, there, there is a damn um, evil genius amongst us. We just don't know who. Like, because if this shit turned to be Roderick, this is going to be some Kaiser Soze shit. Because we think, we all worried about who's going to screw over who between Cole and MJF. And what, what if it turns out to be Roger Strong was the one that was screwing everybody? <laughs> um. And, and, you know, from Cole's perspective, like, I never thought Adam Cole could really stand on his own as a champion in this promotion. I just thought it was too deep, too too much talent and whatever. But you could easily see a whole unit being built around this guy. If he was the champion, I think it would go because obviously he has lots of chemistry with all these people. So they would be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, And and actually, there's a path for him him to the title now. Yeah. If all those characters are... Yeah, and also like, look, man, we've seen Adam Cole with a faction around him before. Like, if he can't be a guy on his own, he can damn sure be it when he's with a group. We've seen it. Um. Uh, so they said. Um. From there, we went into the trios match: Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Um, this was hilarious. I got to see Kenny Omega and Jeff Jarrett go face to face, which I don't know how the timeline converged to make such a thing possible. I was dying laughing. Uh, I, I would love for them to have just a, a singles match on Dynamite one one week. Um, but Satnam Singh's in there 
Lethal's in there. Uh, Brandon Cutler ends up spraying Karen Jarrett. Uh, I love this thing. Uh, it was nice, nice, fun match. Handman comes out, hits, hits the buckshot. Uh, we saw the whole imitation of the elite with uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay doing the muscle pose with Satnam in the middle. Doing the Omega gun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we saw um, Matt Jackson basically say, you know, he's a big man of the team. He, he wants their big man. And then he's like, you know, I got second thoughts. And then Nick and uh, Kenny walk off on that man. They're like, nah, man, you got that. You know, go get that smoke. And then, yeah. you know, he runs from it. And they treated um, Satin like he was Megan, like he was Megasis. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's what they do on that's what they've been doing on these underneath tags on the Grand Prix is like have people hey had Saki Kashima uh in a trios match with Megasis and uh Megasis uh she called out Megasis at first and then she went to go tag out and Shiri and uh and Ami jumped off that fucking apron and I was like, Oh, I guess he was I guess I guess he was watching stardom <laughs> That was funny. Um but yeah, uh I thought this was fun. How was this uh in the building, James? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, like, like I mentioned, like once he did the elite, the mock, mock the elite pose, I popped. Uh, when when Karen Jarrett got mace, I popped. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was for what it was. It was a fun comedy match. It's fun comedy match. You know, obviously, I would have wished that the elite were doing something else, but you know, it was fun. Yeah, um, yeah, this was just like <laughs> I just got a good laugh out of, out of this, and it was like. Almost like the perfect kind of tone uh, for for me watching the show because it's like, all right, cool, we got the elite, they resigned, and it's almost like a let your hair down party match kind of victory lap uh, in a sense. So I did um, pop when like at the idea that like Kenny Omega could have won the match by doing the one way angel on on Saturday, bro. <laughs> That's so funny because like you know how it is with wrestling logic. Like these people think like like. They see, they see Kenny Omega and see all the big muscles on the guy and see that he's not small, but then like and then don't like calculate for like, yeah, he probably he probably he could probably squat four hundred pounds with fucking ease, right? Yeah, because like a lot of people that don't look as strong as him can squat four hundred pounds. It's not some fucking standard bench or bench benchmark, right? Saddle don't weigh four hundred pounds. And he's not, yeah. and like also Saturn's not dead weight. He's going to help get up like off the ropes. Right. But people don't think that. But like when they see it, they're like, oh my God. So when he got him up for the tease, people were like, you know, they had like it was Hogan and Andre shit. I was like, I, for, I forgot how easy it is for these fuck. people. Don't th- people don't think about this stuff. So well, when I saw him get him up, I was like, he could do it. I, that's why I was, I was like, I knew he, he could do it before. I, I, was like, I, was like, I just don't know if he can get Satinum around because Satin is probably clunky or whatever, but like he can get him up. I knew he could do it before it even before it was even a th- before it was even considered. I was like, I saw people talk about it. I was like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he could do it. I don't think he is going to do it. And then sure enough, he got cut off because it's like, I don't want to kill the dude's aura by doing it because <laughs> Kenny Omega's not selfish. <laughs> Teasing it was good enough. Oh. Uh- so after the match, uh, they, Kenny hands Page the microphone. Uh, said, "You know, for those unaware, the elite is uh, re-signed with AEW." Uh, hand the mic to Kenny, who's like, "You know, whether it be Dynamite, ROH, Rampage, or heck, even Collision." They and got then- a- <laughs> from the crowd. And I, I popped. 
Yo, I was dying I, when you said that. I can't. I, I, I'm I like, like he's trolling. I like how Collision is is like almost like when people. Do you remember when Sami Zayn said AEW on television at one time and yes. people lost her? Like it's the same. Ooh, it's like it's ran by the same fucking. Like it's the same company. It's it's just different shows. We get ooze for that. Oh my god. Great, great workers. Just F- great. figuring it out. Uh, he said, "You'll be seeing uh, more of them." AEW. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bang. Yeah. Then up next, we got one of the best things to ever air in the history of this promotion. The Mogul Embassy's backstage. Yeah. Ar Fox and Swerve are he basically Ar Fox is cutting a promo. Swerve's behind him. He said, "You know, Darby Allen was was so close to me." Why didn't Allen, you know, get me in AEW in the first place after five years? Uh, Swerve, you know, told the cameras to cut to a movie they made because these men are practitioners of real cinema right here. And then uh, Swerve and, and Fox show up to the Buddy Wayne Academy uh, where Nick Wayne was training, which just looks like a barn in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's like in, a garage, like a two-car garage with a little ring inside of it. Yeah, right. A baby ring, ring for thugs. Yeah, like a, like uh, a, yeah, like an island down low. Yeah, yeah. So, Swerve is in the ring, and he's like, "What's up, Nick? Train me." You know, <laughs> what he said, "Train me." I was like, "Oh man, he's an asshole." Um, he, he's in there with some geeks, and you know, Nick and whatever. Um, but then Swerve says, "Hey, what does the fox say?" And he's like, "Cuckoo," and, and you know, put out the. You know the the call, and all of a sudden, uh, you know Fox comes in, throws a skateboard at, at a at a trainee, and then uh, Nick Wayne put up a a brief fight, but he ended up getting hit with a bottle. Um, Swerve then showed the camera of or showed the camera a photo of Nick with his father, and we all got to see it. And you know he laid it down, and you know Nick Wayne is fucking like bleeding like hell. Yep. Uh, at this point, mate, mate, he crawled to his phone. Swerve was like, "Hey, call Darby Allen, like essentially, or we gonna whoop your ass some more, essentially." Well, and then, what happened was he wasn't gonna call him, and then like with the glass got busted open, Ar Files grabbed a piece of glass and put it to his neck as if he's gonna, you know, finish the job, right. you know, <laughs> right? But um, you know, from there, you know. Uh, Fox as as basically he was like yo why didn't you um, he's like why didn't you get Fox signed years ago you know you could have and then the ghosts of Darby Allen's past are here to haunt him uh, and this is just the beginning and then Nick Wayne was laid out um, and for all this Swerve only hit Nick Wayne one time it should be noted uh, but Nick Wayne was fucked up out here he was yep. just like you know dead essentially. I thought this was great. I thought this was like um, this is a vignette done really well. Um, for as much as you know, sometimes the the out of ring stuff can be hit or miss. Uh, sometimes in AEW, this one was not only a hit. This was a home run. This was like I saw a lot of people tweeting about this that this felt like almost as real as it gets. Uh, and I think these guys are getting all all very comfortable here and there's so much talent within the storyline between swerve ar fox nick wayne darby whenever they do this and they can keep just adding more people in uh i think this is like this is creeping up the board um and hot shit uh in aw right now 
I think it works so well because it's it's so different from the rest of the stuff that's on AEW right now. Like I think it's the most different. Like obviously, um, you know, between the you know between the OGs and LAX and Eddie Kingston, there was stuff on Impact that was like gritty, like this, if you will, like visceral filler. Like this is like a different level of violence. This isn't lock up, you know, get a side headlock and go from there. This was like a kid's life is in danger. Like they literally pulled up on a kid. Um, Pull up on a kid. You're right. So I, I think that was a part where it's like this, this, this kid is so it, it's just a kid. And like, this is what they're doing to him to get to Darby. And it was like th- those kind of mind games. And it felt like, it felt like a mob hit, if you will. Um, and, and like, I thought it worked really well. Um, the one thing is like thinking about like, once it gets back to the, to them having matches after this, because of the nature of how Swerve and AR Fox wrestle, I wonder if they can like modulate it to be more of a brawling physical style, less flying. Um, I, I think would they, they Dar- easily could do it. Darby's like, shut like that the, off. I, I think Darby's like the ultimate equalizer in this these type of things because he's done all these like wild out of control matches with Sting kind of already. Yeah. So like, I I don't think. The only person I'd be worried about that would be Nick Wayne. I think, um, especially like um, with, with Swerve and AR, like they have years of like doing. These guys are from CZW, so yeah, I'm yeah, sure they'll yeah. they'll be fine. I, yeah, but, I don't, I don't. How do I say this? It's not a concern. Like, are they going to go out there and and do you know Ricochet versus Osprey from 2016? I'm not. That's not my concern. Um, my concern is more of like they're going to have great matches regardless. I think they would resonate more with the story they're telling if they just like turn down the 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 agility meter or the agility slider by like two ticks. That's it. Um, so like, obviously, you know, with Swerve doing like big striker at times, like he can make it work. Darby, his game is to is it, 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 like he brings selling to the table first and foremost for pretty much anything. So like that'll be perfectly fine. You're right. Nick Wayne is the one who's like, hey man, like that some of that some of that. You know, early Osprey shit you you be doing. You got to kind of put park that for now, like for for, for right now. Um, but yeah, like they're off to the races with this thing and like the fight. Look that whole defy lore is <laughs> working. Yes. Um, but yeah, that that rolls into Aussie Open versus El Ejo del Vikingo and Commander. Wrong. This show was on fire at Wrong. this point. Um, now. Aussie Open still like not established to the to the viewers like at first like when the music first hits and all that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, they're Ring of Honor. Um, they've seen Fletcher a little bit, obviously with Osprey and, and that kind of stuff for Forbidden Door. And Sanford Davis uh, Davis just came back. Most of the run has been you know since then Ring of Honor. This is the first time being on you know Dynamite and. Uh, it was one of those things where it's like when Ishii comes out or Suzuki comes out and you're like, okay, the crowd's not really reacting. And then the match keeps going. It's like, oh, they know now. They know now. That's and like, and, and my enjoyment is like over the next, you know, couple next, like, you know, weeks and couple months when like they actually do get over. It's like, oh, like this is one of the elite tag teams in the world. Like I, that's my enjoyment on this. My enjoyment is like, we know not everybody does because, like, you know, there's a lot of wrestling out there. Not everybody's watching everything. 
So like that's that's the part that I'm going to enjoy is like they keep having these matches. They're going to be over quick and people are going to be like, hey, we want to see them versus FTR. People are like, well, they wrestled them in New Japan last year. They did. Let me go check those out. I want to see that here. No, like that, you no. know, like so that's gonna be fun. Like them versus Young Bucks, I've been wanting to see them versus Young Bucks for for years at this point. Yeah. Like because of, like it's just like you know that's they, basically they the what them versus Rampage. Velocities were. They, them they versus another Bucks. team that's like the Young Bucks. They fought the Bucks earlier this year on Rampage, but they should probably do that again. <laughs> I mean, on a big spot like a title match type of thing. But yeah, yeah you're right. Point still stands. Um, but yeah, uh, and the other team was El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander. So like. Yeah, if those two are sticking around, kind of as a tag team too, that's awesome. That's a good way to get them booked. Um, and you know, this was this was sensational. Um, yeah, another one. Like I w- and I was saying to like because Jamie, I was sitting closest to Jamie and uh, Jeremy. I was like, bro, we're watching Ozzy Open versus Vikingo. What what timeline is this? <laughs> like that's a that's that's some you know. Um, that's some uh, uh, fire pro shit they, they from like three years ago. You're not thinking about them actually being together and like in wrestling in a tag match. It's yeah, awesome, man. This is it's the beauty of this. Um, and then uh, after that, um, we got the women's title match: Carl Sheeta taking on Tony Storm in the main event of the uh, program. And man, um, I'm very happy. Send the outcasts away. Put them in a box. Repackage them. Get them out of here. I don't. I, I like all the wrestlers or whatever. But no, I'm I'm done with it. There's a reset button. It felt like it, and I popped big time. Very happy for Karashita showing up, uh, getting the belt back, heading into you know the biggest wrestling show of all time. Um, she's obviously lost the belt going back out from the pandemic. Big Sheeta, yes. Uh, you know, ended up getting a win here. Uh, good match. Uh, and I think uh, it, it was just a it was just a classic. Yo, like, hey, there doesn't it doesn't need to be too complicated. She needs to thwart the unit, beat them all, and, and then beat beat the champion and, and ride off into the sunset. So we could just get this whole shit on the road. Yeah, um, my favorite part was when they when she had the big kick out. She had had the big last kick out, and it was like it was a pair of like, oh, this belt's changing. Oh, this title's changing now. Like you have no choice but to set like the the, uh, the interference. Or sorry, the spray paint and the you know the ground or sorry not ground zero but uh, strong zero. She kicked out of it, and, and like Tony was Tony was in shambles when she kicked out, and I was like, and the whole crowd knew like there's like the gift gift was like, oh, she's winning tonight, and like from that point, I was the crowd was just on on just just into it and you know she wins and i was super happy for her um big james I, in the building and, I, and I would, joshi's prosper <laughs> the funny part is like i was debating about wearing this shirt or wearing the sheeta shirt uh like because i bought two shirts I, I the one that i ended up getting you with the same shirt but like you know the color of the or the um when i wear a yellow shirt on here like the color on the camera gets messed up for the stream so couldn't do it i had to figure that out but like i was gonna wear the big sheeta shirt today um, but yeah, super happy. Gotta get you some. We just gotta get you some lights. I don't know what it was. Like it basically just was like, oh, it's dark skin with a like light shirt. So like obviously because technology is ran by white people, they think that the, the face <laughs> that it has to adjust for is this shirt, and then it makes me look like Bernie Mac. Like that's, that's so like it's like oh, 
when I saw them shoulders on the canvas, I was like, I thought one thing. I was like, well, I guess they got the book back. So, um, you, <laughs> know, <funny. laughs> you know, you uh, know, Omegaism rides again. Omegaism. So, um, yeah. So, so, like this. so my question for you is, what do you think? Who do you think she faces it in Wembley? I don't even want to think about that. Um, because you know, you know what I want. What what, what would you like? Sheeta versus Riho. The you real know, Omegaism. The real Omegaism. Yes. You know, I like it, but I don't feel like that's going to happen for some reason. I don't think it is either. But I, you asked me what I want, and that's what I want. Yeah. Um, I, I, man, a lot of people calling for Emmy. I like Emmy Sakura. I just don't think that's no, no, it's it's not happening. Look, like you said, like she's one of the, she's been one of the best like women in, um, in North American women's wrestling this year. Uh, But like that's being done through patchwork and ring of honor in like, you know, non, non TV stuff. Like if you were going to do that, you would have had to start that started her putting her on TV and having those matches on TV months ago. Britt's yeah. still around. Soraya's around. Uh, I wouldn't that? be. No, I, I hold, would, hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't really suggest Soraya just because she's from UK. I mean, that's that's like kind of the thing. They don't let like, her wrestle. They don't let her wrestle. <laughs> Look, they they don't let her wrestle except certain times. So uh, I, I imagine one of those times would be you know, Rich. Rich, I know what you're doing. You're being you're you're being alarmist. Don't do this. Don't do this. I, I'm you saying it's just not getting just, that match. You know she's not getting that match. I, I don't know that. I don't okay. know that because right. of, of like you know. Well, if she's gonna ever be in, in if you're ever gonna use the only healthy Brit on your roster is Soraya. There's no pack right now. There's no Jamie Hader. And I know this isn't a, hey, you know, uh, there has to be an English wrestler on the show. But it just seems likely that it's going to be her. Or, it, like, in some form, it's going to be that's a... On the, a three- that's on the AEW roster, you mean? Yeah, like, that's okay. a, that's a, it can be a three-way, it can be a four-way match, like, something. But she's going to be there, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Prepare, nah, Pre- prepare that, yourselves, brother. So, that stinks. Prepare yourselves, um, but like, don't don't let it catch you off guard. That's all I'm trying to warn the audience. Don't 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 tap tap yourself into this fantasy of thinking somebody is coming to save the day Rich, as an opponent. Right, Rich, you are trafficking in fear right now. You are <laughs> trafficking in reality, my brother. You are, you are trafficking in fear. You stop doing this. You take that shit to Fox News. <laughs> look, don't say I ain't warning you. Look, and I'll happily I look, I love to be proven wrong. I would love to. Make me wrong. You hey, know? Hey, 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 hey. Take the koofy off. Take take the koofy off. I want to see this tinfoil and leave that bitch. <laughs> That's what you're on right now. You cannot be serious. They are not put they are not putting that woman. <laughs> No way. Because <laughs> um, wouldn't the story be better if she had turned on Tony? I mean, Tony's the one that failed the team, so she got to go get the belt back for the outcast. 
I can't, you know? I can't talk you down because you, you put your you, you dug your feet in. And this is gonna be this is gonna be the thing that you you uh you worry about and and, and make people think about for the next uh month or so. So I ain't gonna. So it I is mean, what it is. It ain't gonna be Lufisto who she wrestles. I know that. So, Shit, man, um, I mean, <laughs> yes, I would say her chances are better than than Lufisto's. Yes, yes. Um. Well, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Do we need to talk about that? Or I will just... not dedicate the airtime to it. That was it. Okay. Lufisto gets no no love on this show. I'm sorry. I've seen too many bad main events from her. Look, I don't want look. I don't want to hear the complaints. Look, all I'll say is this: if not for what happened in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, that would have been what I've been throwing my Avengers references at uh, on this show. Because boy, they. Look. Ba 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 Look, them tweets were coming out fire from the AEW roster, wasn't it? They were saying, hey, nah, T-Work makes we a will dream not work. We we are we are closing rank. We are not letting that shit get off the ground. And they made, they made her back up and run off on Twitter. Abandon the platform. <laughs> Bullying works. Jesus. Abandon Woo. the platform. Woo! Yeah, but um, it ran her out the rucker. Yes. Um. So, so did you see all of Collision, or did you see just the? Uh, I skimmed through it and watched. The only thing I saw in this in this entirety was the uh, CM Punk and um, Ricky Starks with special guest enforcer referee Steamboat. So they sent. They really sent that man out there with Ricky Steamboat, huh? Uh. So, I mean. What do you mean? You know, the CM Punk, they really sent him out there with, next to Ricky Steamboat and put him in the, you know, because what I saw, I saw uh, Ricky Starrs whooping this man with a belt. I, I can't imagine that's how how the uh, thing ended. So they whooped. So what ended up happening in the finish of the match was ref bump, Starks blasts the, uh, the ref, and the ref rolls out, out to the floor. Starks then immediately gets a like gets a, a a roll up and then puts both feet on the middle ropes. Se- literally like ten seconds after he knows he ran into the ref and saw and knocked him out the fucking ring. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You just knocked this ref un- silly and unconscious out the ring. Why are you trying to get the pinfall? You know he's not going to be able to get up in time to make the pin. What are you doing? So he puts both feet up in like. Steamboat's looking at him like, you trying to cheat right now? Trying to, you know, the ref's not the fuck out. He throws his feet off. And then uh, starts looking crazy. Like, what, 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 what? And then uh, CM Punk comes behind him and uh, gets a schoolboy. Or no, sorry, O'Connor roll. And like, Steamboat gets in the ring and then rings. And, and then and it takes him like five seconds to get into the ring because obviously he's 70 now. Or not five seconds, but like, it was roll up. Or sorry, roll up with the O'Connor roll, slide in, look at the look at the uh, shoulders. One, two, three. So it wasn't like the oh, I got caught. It was like I got caught and I got leaned on and laid on and I couldn't get out of an O'Connor roll because like I'm not a good of a wrestler. I guess I don't know what the fuck. So uh, then, like Starks, because uh, Steamboat then gets out back out onto apron and is about to get down on the floor. Starks throws CM Punk into the ropes that bumps um, 
Oh, sorry. He ends up bumping CM Punk, who's out on his way out, bumps him to the floor. He then starts beating on Steamboat or whatever else. Um, so like that was the gist, and then eventually, like CM Punk grabs a chair and runs him off. Um, and each and then CM Punk tries to help Steamboat, and that's how they go off air. But like as far as the match, like the match was good. It had that one terrible botch that was like I don't know what they're trying to go for, other than like a crossbody where. CM Punk jumps way too high. Yeah, um, I don't know what the fuck happened with that. I was like, and like he was going for a diving crossbody that was supposed to be like the scene reversal where he rolls rolls through and he gets him up to his feet, but like they just botched it because like it's not like it's not like CM Punk was going for like an alley oop Canadian destroyer because <laughs> that's the only thing I think he was trying to do. Other than that, he's either crossbody <laughs> or the alley oop Canadian destroyer. Ain't no way Ricky Starks or CM Punk going for that. So, um. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like, I thought the match was good. I just think the match shouldn't have gone through two commercial breaks. It had been much better going through one, and, like, I thought for most of the match, it, was, it felt like a, it feels like CM Punk is still either wrestling, like, the, uh, he either wrestles, like, Bret Hart matches, and he's not as good as Bret Hart was in his prime, obviously, or he wrestles, like, the style he did um, in, in like the early 2010s, uh, which has a certain, fl- a certain ceiling to it, uh, uh, to me, it seems in this day and age. So like, I thought it was like a, you know, three and a quarter, three and a half star match. I would not give it three and a half. Cause like three and a half is like when I start recommending stuff, to people, I wouldn't, I would stop, I wouldn't go that far, but I thought it was a good match unless it just, it can't go that long. Um, so yeah. And like, ultimately, like, I still feel like. I know what a CM Punk match looks like in a, in a main event setting because I've seen it a million times. That like a CM Punk match. I still, to this day, do not know what the personality of a Ricky Starks match looks like. Not saying that he was bad because he was much better than the match he had with uh, MJF a few months ago. Mm-hmm. This is a much better performance for him. But I still feel like outside of like the Rochambeau and the bad-looking spear he does... I don't know what his stuff is. I don't mm-hmm. know what his I don't know what his signature impact moves are. Um, and that's kind of weird for a person I've been watching wrestling for the better part of four years now at this point. Yeah. It's um, kind of strange. But I'm not saying but like, you know, he had a big, you know, um power bomb in it and everything. Like he had impact stuff, but it's like that doesn't really feel like him, or at least to my I don't remember him ever doing power bombs. So it was uh it's kind of strange. That's all, or not strange, but like just kind of like still odd that I still like feel like I don't know what he is in the ring, even though I've seen him for Russell for four years now at this point. That's all. He should add like some German suplexes in there or something like that. I don't know. Something he could do for his size. I will say this his striking looked good in this match. Like he was, uh, there were moments where he was like, you know, putting it on Punk in the corner and he was like, it was sounding off well and all that kind of stuff. But like he, you know, like he, this is much better than like, you know, that match from Jeff. I was like, bro, he's there's nothing there for him as a main eventer. Like this gives me more hope than, um, back then. So like there's been some pro positive steps in that, in that particular, uh, direction. Yeah. So, um, let's move on. Um, WWE SummerSlam 2023. And I know y'all been waiting. James was on Twitter letting y'all know, get in position, come see it. One nation radio review. Um, I don't want any people to get this twisted. I'm looking at this card on paper, right? 
Yep. I don't think it was bad, it but wasn't. I don't think it was good either. Like it was, Agreed. there was like the middle. This was a weird show. This was a tale of two shows. I feel like it. There was like, <laughs> it was like three matches. I think on here that is like, yeah, that's unfuckable. You'll take that any fucking day of the week. And then after that, it's like you can take it or leave the rest of the stuff. And then or some stuff's not outright outright bad. And then some of the stuff is like, get this the fuck off my television. Um, and that might have gone, gone for multiple matches. Um, and your mileage may vary on the women's match because I... The women's three-way. Got to be specific because there's two women's yeah, matches. Yeah, the we women's do not want three-way. you to think for a second that that Ronda Rousey MMA match was not absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let's... I feel like we should start it at the top, James, because, you know... <sighs> I feel like we got to talk about the main event of SummerSlam. As I mentioned, a complete no-hoper, Jay Uso, challenging Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal title match and also the title of the Tribal Chief. Um, and they come out here and have a zero-star match, a one-star match, whatever you want to go with it. I thought this was horrible. This is the worst of all Roman Reigns matches that has happened um, in this run. And I've hated them all. Like, there has not been, like, a match where I've been like, oh, yeah, I kind of like what they're doing right here. No. They had a 36-minute match with six minutes of action in it. Besides that, these guys are looking at each other, doing nothing in the match, the tribal combat match turns out it's no different from a standard hardcore match in WWE. I didn't know they had kendo sticks in the tribal combat match. You know what I, what I noticed during this match? They they did nothing for so long that even the slightest thing, it was like how Eddie Murphy had those jokes about the crackers. If you've never had one before and you haven't eaten in weeks, if you eat one single cracker, it might be the best cracker you've ever had in your life. When they did that Samoan drop through the table, I was like, this wasn't even all that like that. This crowd like lost it because it was the only thing they were seeing. And that spot was super dumb because the way that it was taken is like Roman could have easily popped his shoulder out of the socket the way he landed. Then there's supposed to be no interference in this thing. Soul Sokoa is randomly waiting in the crowd. Um, why, 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 why wait in the crowd? You could have just came out, you know. And then you know they're going at it for for you know in the crowd and all that. And then this whole thing culminates some near falls towards the end, and then the thing of all things. Stop me if you've heard this before. At the end of the title match, a hooded Samoan jumps out and appears out of nowhere to screw the man fighting Roman Reigns. Stop me if you've heard this before. This happens every single match. You're watching the House of Torture. You're watching the same thing over and over. There is no bloodline story. There is no story. The only thing is Roman Reigns wins. That's it. 
There's nothing else that's happening. It didn't make sense for Sami Zayn. It didn't make sense for Cody Rhodes. Now it's going to make sense for Jay Uso. No, it didn't make sense for Jay Uso now either, apparently. So when they go back to Cody next time, it's just going to prove what I was saying, that he had to come in and do the job for the WWE first. And then we'll get it to you later on or whatever. And then Roman Reigns will disappear for nine months and not help carry the business at all then. And it's up to you, Cody, to figure it out. This hot period and all that, all that stuff will be dried up because what they're trying to do is just get as milk as many big-time matches out of this. And this is before I get to them breaking up the Usos. You've got your Hall of Fame twin brother tag team that you decide you need to break up. Brother, the Young Bucks would never go out like this. I do not want to see run fight DMC. I do not want to see Malice diss Pusha T. I don't want to see Andre 3000 versus Andre Benjamin. I don't want to see none of that. I don't want to hear no diss songs from each other. None of that. I saw them. I was laughing. I was like, I can't. There's no there, like, there's no place they won't take this thing that these people will not try to not defend. Like, people will tell you this is interesting. No. No. They, pa- they passed whatever was going on with this. They're just doing shit. They're freestyling right now. They're on the mic like Supernatural. Making it up as they go along. Craig G. Uh, Rhyme Fest. Ooh, some other freestylers. Uh, Blind Fury. They're making it all up. Swan. Recognize. I can keep going with, with, with these obscure early 2000 freestyle rappers. Uh, idea, you know. <laughs> Should I continue? But they break up the fucking Usos to 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 spin this off into a program, and now the whole thing was like, why the fuck did they like? Why did he turn on them last month? Like Jimmy and Jay just team last month. What has happened? In this time to allow this turn to, 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 to happen. This is just like, Vince Russo would love this. He would be proud that his vision actually won, James. This shit sucked so bad. And if you like this, and there are plenty of people that do, right? Not going to tell you what to like. However, don't tell me this is great (laughs) at all because I've seen both of these brothers get in the ring and get busy and they've decided that's not the way. So I watched this match and first things first, I started SummerSlam at 845. I put up for oh press play Roman's on 845. Entrance. Roman's entrance, five minutes and 26 seconds. Sorry, James. Um, I, uh, I press, int- I press play on SummerSlam at 845. 
and all I did was skip through the commercial breaks. I watched video packages. I watched entrances. Like, I might skip, like, the post-match replay of the shit they just, sh- I just shown or whatever else. And, like, I got to the the bell for the main event probably two or three minutes behind live. That's how close I came up on it. So my perspective on watching the show is a bit um, more positive than the average person I had to sit through and watch 40 minutes of fucking nothing. Bro, so, it was I, like, it was so long between the last match and then Roman and Jay, actually the bell ringing. Right. And that's the reason why I knew that I could 45 minutes about what it takes because it, like in the last few pay-per-views or like this year pay-per-views like to get to the Royal Marine paper like bell ringing his entrance the amount of like garbage they put to play before the main event it takes so long it's like 20 minutes and 30 minutes sometimes I knew that I had time to just I don't want to watch this live I don't want to sit through that bullshit let me just you know start late catch up and I almost caught up live so, anyway this match, it was like, we got, how much time do we got? 36 minutes. And then they decided to like wrestle as if they had, like they were going an hour. <laughs> like the pay, like WWE has such a bet, like a bet. <sighs> They've always had a pet pacing issue. They've always been the slowest wrestling compared to everything else. But um, there's something in particular about these Roman matches in the last year or so that have just been like, yo, these things, like, they don't even get, like, into gear. Like, you get absolutely nothing except for making faces and people monologuing and um, and just, like, people that are, like, obviously, like, talented athletes, like, looking unathletic because they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you get the... You know, then you get the the WWE main event style, or main event style just like goes in overdrive and it just turns into just like your eyes glaze over because it's big move, kick out, big move, kick out. Camera and the camera work portrays what's happening next all the goddamn time. <laughs> so it's like, all right, cool. So like, I'm just looking at some of the stuff I sent to you when I'm watching. I'm like, camera work portrays that Jimmy's cutting off Jim, uh, that uh, Roman's about to cut off Jimmy's tope. I yell out, Kendo stick. I figured it was an elbow shot that was coming. Camera portrays that Jay now has a Kindle stick and Roman is looking right at him, but is going to run right into it anyway. And sure enough, runs right into the Kindle stick as he was floating up for a spear, even though he's right in fucking in front of him. Um, yeah, man. Um, there was a weird spot where like Jimmy, another one that just like makes no goddamn sense. Jimmy goes to the top rope and goes for a Uso splash that Roman t- like punches with. With the with Superman punch, which means Roman was on his feet when when uh, when Jay jumped. Why did you jump? If he's on his feet, why would you try to splash upon him? What amazing? Uh, where's the psychology? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, I just then you had you know solo involved and like i did not know the rules of the of the Samoan um combat match i had no idea i just figured it was a you know a regular dq match but it, because of the way it was going and then like eventually solo gets involved and solo had it gets you know gets involved and it looks like 
Jimmy or sorry, Jay is dead to rice and he's about to catch a combination Samoan spike spear combo. Jay grabs as as spear's coming, Jay grabs um Solo, pulls him in the way, and he as Jay gets out of the way and Solo has to eat the spear. Because the person he held grabbed him and pulled him into Roman. Minutes later, after this is all happening and Jay goes on his run, there is tension between Solo and Roman over the spear as if Roman did it on purpose when clearly not, motherfucker, because the person you had pulled you into it and you were cognizant of him getting pulled into it. You fucking moron. Like, I'm tired of these people being so unbelievably stupid, bro. And this is coming from a person that I've been for months being like, the Usos are fucking idiots. Their characters are, are idiots. They've been manipulated by their cousin for years now. And they're going through all these emotional things and they feel like they're stuck like in some fucking game they can't get out of and shit. Like some fucking after school special. I'm sick of this shit. Um, yeah, man. So they they start continuing to have words. And now they have the words. What does Solo do? Go right back to being on Jay. But what was, so what was the fucking point? Oh, to tease that they're going to they're gonna have a match in like at Royal Rumble probably? Great. You're, you're, you're planting the seeds for that will grow into a fucking, I don't know, a, a, a sprout in in, July, in January. You're growing onions. We're, we're in August, bro. <laughs> Who gives a shit? You're growing onions. So, Just then, as you mentioned, Jay goes on the run. He lays out Solo with, with a splash on the table. He goes on the run, and he hits the splash, and all of a sudden, a book... We know it's Jimmy the second. We see we see someone grab him. Yep. We see his shoes. Oh, oh, you're wearing your ring gear. Oh, oh what, what? Oh my god! He ain't decided to dress up at all. Yeah. Like, like he pull he pulls Jay switch out. Nothing up. He pulls Jay out, and he as he pulls Jay out, as he pulls him, he pulls him while facing towards the towards the cam towards the camera side of, of the ring, and then he and then what he does is he turns it all the way to put his back to the cameras, and then. Time stands still as this fucker then takes like 15 seconds and then turn back around and then let down the hood and let you know, it's Jimmy Uso. Motherfucker, I knew that 90 seconds ago because it took you so goddamn long. Also, look, easily recognizable body shape, you know. Let's not even get into that part. Like, Because obviously you got Jericho that does the shit where he dresses up like Luke. Random, random luchador X all the time, and then he comes out and shakes it off just for just for whatever else. But what I've never seen him do is hit the move while he's already facing the camera, turn his back to the camera, and then slowly turn back around like he's on a fucking um it's display, me. like he's like he like he's a like he's a the new uh old like the twenty twenty four model Chevy on the Dude. on the fucking uh run on the uh, uh pedestal that's spinning right at the expo. It's ridiculous. It's the J, the I, the M, the M, the Y is Jimmy. Oh, I was so <laughs> fucking frustrated with this thing. And then obviously he gets speared and he loses whatever. Um, but I was just like, yo, man, like, it's such a dumb it's such a dumb reveal. It's such a dumb swerve. It makes no sense. It, it it's one of those things where like people are people that were so invested in all this stuff, you do it. And then it's like, oh, so like everybody that has been like talking and championing like the best thing the WWE has done in a number of years at the main event level, like you just basically just send up a smoke. Like you just you just sent Scott Hall out there to cattle prod Goldberg. 
cool. You just also, did the finger poke of doom. Cool. You just shook Vincent Man's hand and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cool. You broke up the fucking Usos. That's right. the part. He's like, so they're gonna have that feud. Oh, because I'm so because I'm so I can't wait to see that after the last fucking sibling rivalry they had, um, after a big swerve like this. By the way, shout out to Stephanie Man and, and, and Nikki Bella for having a better match than Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. They had a they had a fucking family swerve in it. This match was abysmal. This also is the a SummerSlam match. Their, that was a yes. SummerSlam match, Rich. The worst of all their creative instincts putting together. Paul Heyman in the back, knowing he's stealing money. I refuse to believe that he believes this. Um, all these Rich, people like Rich, Rich, Rich. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was a moment in the match where Jay had the Kindle stick, and this after he's got his ass worn out by the Kindle stick, right? Uh huh. So they've already been cheating and beating each other forever. Yeah. Jay looks at Paul Heyman and Heyman goes, please, no, don't think about it. We're already 15 minutes in this fucking match. Fuck you. Yeah. It's not drama. Hit you. No, that's not drama. That's fake. They've already been beating the shit out of each other. No, don't do it. I know you already been hitting you with this thing, but don't do it. What? Are we going to get the I wish you died in the womb, Oose? Are we going to get this? I'm as I'm as interested in that as this. Sure, why not? Who cares? Brie Bella versus Nikki Bella. Jesus Christ! Um, you can't even look, say they got to bring the third sibling out because Solo's already there. Good God! Um, Jerry's dead though. Can't bring this, out Jerry Springer. This will not be. Can they get Murray? Can they get Maury? This will not be Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. This, this will, will not, not be, be Phoenix versus Penta. Yeah. This will, this, will, this will not be the Hannon sisters. Fuck that. This is this is disgusting. When I saw this, I was just like, wow. I don't care. I've, I've heard people say, yeah, man, these guys wanted to wrestle against each other one day and, and do it at WrestleMania and all that. Cool. Who gives a fuck what they want? We're eight months away. Who gives a fuck what they want? Like, no, care. no, no, no. Let's say, let's say, cool. We're eight months away. Yes. You, you think they're going to they're gonna have the, the patience to wait eight months to pull this angle to do, finally do this match, or do you think it's going to happen like not even that before, or it happens even before a Survivor Series? This will not be Matt versus Nick BT two hundred. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, this won't be Roosh in in Dragon Lee. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, all in the all in one week. I, I saw people making jokes. Well, the elite ain't signed, so they know they ain't getting the young bucks. Man, might as well break them up. <laughs> ain't nothing left. Um, so like this this whole thing is just set to roll on and on and on. Um, they'll probably get back together one day and all that, and it'll be just you know these guys will all take turns in a circle. Uh, there are people calling for a bloodline f- four-way match, James, which could be at a Royal Rumble or something like that. And I'm just like, how are they going to manage to to do a match this slow with four people in there? That's like almost a sick, fascinating that's, experiment. That's not the real question. If they're having the four-way, who the fuck's going to do the run-in? 
There's always more Samoans, James. But at least, but we don't have one that's on the like on the uh, that's on the docket right now. Like, are they yeah, gonna bring they in Hikaleo? They're gonna bring, bring Hikaleo. Look, they can bring in uh, what's his name, the the nigga Jacob at MLW, Jacob Fatu. They can bring him in. You know, they got another little brother, Zilla. I believe his name is. He's in uh, Reality Wrestling. There's always another one coming. We need to get these boys back in football. They need to stop giving up on the game. You know. They're gonna come out here and do this? No, 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 no. Cause as you as you see, when these motherfuckers, you know, when these motherfuckers are like play football and that's as far as it goes, as far as college football, and they end up playing and they end up going to going to wrestling, they end up in a G one wrestling Kazucha Okada and throw some of the most shitty punches you'll ever see in your life on a clip that New Japan has to take down immediately. So no, we can't be out here. Look. The Rock. I, I'm, 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 just over it, I'm just all. I'm, I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm like, I'm just over the whole storyline. John, it, like it's, one, it's I, one. I knew this match. Obviously, we knew this match was had no chance of because of like all the shit they were going to delve into and go to. But it ended up being worse than you can imagine. And then they had like a, a the swerve. The, the twist was worse than you can imagine, and it makes everybody worse for the for worse uh, off by doing it and like yeah man just like fuck it just get it over with make have Solo Sokoa turn on Marines and make Roman the babyface champion get the shit over with just come, go all the way to the other side of it get to the end game of this shit I'm over this I'm over this um, these matches know, stink these matches suck we're way past the point of no return we are at house party four we are we are at several bring it on sequels in that only appear on the streaming services um we're at Mortal Kombat Annihilation you know just just how whatever movie that that went too far that no longer has the original characters in that's like where we're headed like with Jimmy versus Jay at this point it's like no man I don't want to see it I don't care and like I think these these people need to like stop ripping us off and almost if you were expecting something different at this point, it's almost our fault. We shouldn't expect nothing different because these people have shown us who they are at this point. My thing is like I'm I'm per- I was I I knew we were going into as far as like this match is not going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. We're past that, right? We're past that. But yeah, the part where, where like they do now the part where they do something space. that unpopular and that stupid was like I all right, bro, like all right. Beat, beat Drew McIntyre in England or in the UK in Wales. All right, beat Sami Zayn in Montreal. All right, you beat Cody me. without getting a visual pin at WrestleMania. Okay, bro. Um, and break up the Usos, James. There, this means. only means one thing. Like, if they're clearing out all the baby faces, who is the baby face that's left at the end of this? I'll tell you who it is, James. The Rock. That's what you said a couple minutes ago. Roman. The babyface at the end is Roman. Not, well, yeah, yeah, because the whole thing is like now the whole thing is he needs to now flip at some point. And like he's already, you know, the most popular guy in the promotion, but he's also the top hill. So it's like it ain't it ain't but nothing just to turn him babyface eventually. And like the quicker you get to that, the faster we can like start having matches that don't fucking suck. Or we hope they don't fucking suck, right? We so, hope. 
Um, and obviously, you know, that's the reason why Heyman's there. It's kind of like the Callus thing. It's like once Callus turns on him or whatever else and goes with Osprey or Takeshita, then like I gotta say, man, move on. I hope that I hope they ain't counting on Solos to call for this because oh, boy, the worst out of all four of them. Boy, easily. I I hope he has the, no charisma. I hope the grand plan is not putting Paul Heyman with him and then cheating Roman Reigns out of the title. Of course, somehow. Rich, they did. Rich, it's it's Brock Lesnar and Big Show. I I hope they got something else because boy, if they thought them Roman Reigns booze like was just gone forever. Brother, um, yeah, I I can't believe this 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 company had the audacity to roll this main event out, um, and just bro, this sucks like so bad. It's not minutes, wrestling. Thirty six minutes where they wrestled as if they didn't give a fuck or give any actual like effort for like thirty three of them. Bro, this has a four point seven three on that's a cage match. That's way too and it's high. way too high. Yeah. Like that is not a like that's not a two star match. That's not an average match. No. no. That is like this is gonna get worse match of the year votes. Ooh. Uh the hard thing to imagine about that is like that might not be it it wasn't the worst match on the card. It, you know, like it, te- it technically wasn't the worst match in the card, but this is going to be more memorable as far as it being bad. So it will get votes, but like the worst match on this card was the Ronda Rousey MMA match. That shit was abysmal. Women's three way match: Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Charlotte Flair. Um, and this thing had a whole lot to it as far as the match, the cash in that happened after the match, um, and how they did the match. I did not like this match. Um, I didn't think it was very good. I thought oh, that I look. I it, I think there's one person in particular reason why if you didn't like it, why it wasn't good. Charlotte Flair fucking sucked on Saturday, bro. She sucked. Then the entire Bianca thing for me immediately. I knew it's that she was not her right. because Corey Graves couldn't shut the fuck up, and because he's terrible at his job. When he said, "Oh, no disrespect," let's get back to the action on the ring. I was like. All right, it's a work. Like if you just shut up, you could have just let her sell and not say anything, and then carry her off. I would have probably figured it out at some point rather than instantly when it blew the entire matchup for me. I don't think either of these three were all that over. Like going into this, and the crowd was just they were, silent. They were putting the death slot. The crowd wanted to see Jimmy versus versus or sorry Jay versus Roman, and they were put I, to go out there second to last. They, they didn't have really much coming into this, like nothing really strong holding it all together. And you could see like what happened after the match. And it's like this match almost was a sacrificial lamb. Uh, Charlotte had bat to back horrible spots, like with the with the moonsaults and, um, you know, she, she, with she that, completely that overshot a moonshot over the top. Yeah, she completely overshot a moonshot over the moonsault over the top to the from the top to the floor over on Bianca. Then gets back in and, um, like with with Oscar and Oscar jumps off the top for like the you know the the jumping you know alley oop DDT and like she's Charlotte's like way too fucking far away so Oscar can barely get a hand on her while taking a being able to take the bump and Charlotte just just bad Oscar um, continues to go through her career with no real signature win um, and then like you know Char like Charlotte can't take the pin. They kind of did a creative Oscar, finish with the yeah. miss and the roll up Oscar, and all that. 
Oscar goes for or puts uh, Charlotte in the triangle, right? So Charlotte's supposed to tease the um, tease that she can get her up for the power bomb, but then struggle because like of being worn out from the choke, and she'll supposed to go back down. Charlotte, her her movement and everything looks so awkward that you can't tell what the fuck she's trying to do. Like you think she just botched the power bomb, but that what she was going for was I got her up about a power bomb. Oh, I I just I I I, I just I ran out of air. But it didn't look like that. It just looked like, oh, you fucked up the power bomb. And I was like, yo, this is Yeah, I didn't like this match. And and then like um because they're setting up for um Bianca at one point, like Oscar gets Charlotte in the uh in the chick cross trick uh cross chicken wing and like she has they have to fly down a certain way so Bianca can come out from a different angle to do the, you know, bounce off the road backflip uh jumping backflip thing, dive or splash or whatever else. And then you hear Charlotte just like for the second time on the, on, on the show, just like yelling, yelling out spots like she's John Cena. And I was like, yo, this is I don't recall. Look, she the last two years, she has not been good. And but about once a year, you can count on her to have a big match. Right. Um, And she had it at WrestleMania with Rhea. And you're expecting like something like that, similar for two people that she obviously respects. And she stunk. She stunk out the joint. While those other two were actually wrestling pretty much at her standard. It, it was it was really like, yo, this is I don't know what she's going through. And also like she's in better con- shape, you know, aesthetically than she had been in, you know, the last like let's say two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with her. I don't know what's happened, but like she looks like the monsters that came through and hit her hard. Yeah. Um this thing, whole thing, you know, is built on Bianca getting hauled and carried away and then miraculously breaking through on the bad knee, collapsing, and then doing a 450 after. And um, this whole thing wraps up with Bianca winning the belt. And I saw this. I was like, uh-oh, they're going to they're gonna get her fucking turned on because, like, they already don't know what to do with Bianca. It like, newsflash. type of performance, yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, all right, man, this is, like, why John Cena would get booed. Like, like they obviously don't know what to do with her. They have nothing interesting for a character or Didn't anything take like DBT that. On the floor, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is close, but I mean, she did she did fall from this from the top rope to the to the uh sta- to, to knees first on the stairs allegedly. So you know that is, that is and then starts doing four fifty splashes. <laughs> Oh, but but the the worst part of it for me was Graves or whatever because like her selling was it wasn't like her selling was bad or anything like that. It's just I knew it was bullshit because of Graves the way he sold it, whatever. And it's just like you are a bad commentator. I I'd have to um rewatch it. I didn't think of Graves, but I just knew immediately. I never thought for a single split second that it was legitimate. Never did. Then. The the crowd pops for for the title change, oh, but course. the crowd then hears Eo Shirai's music, and Eo comes sprinting down that bitch like Charles Robinson. And, <laughs> and Eo, the, the funniest part was Belly was clear was Belly was clearing a path. Move, move, get out the way, hey bro. Like, look for all this shit that's been happening with a stupid, you know, or is Bailey fucking over Eo because she's being so incompetent at these times to cash in. 
Bailey put that shit to rest. She's like, look, I, I'm making up for all the fuck ups. She 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 batting people. She booted she booted Oscar in uh Charlotte with that fucking with that fucking briefcase. Like, no, move out the way. You are not interfering. Hold this. Bow. Look, she, look, we you might have look, well, this is what I'll say. Uh you stupid. I she might have been on she look, she could have been helped useful on that dock for for whoever she uh <laughs> team she was gonna be on that particular uh day. <laughs> Like they could have used her that briefcase. Mm, James Brown Y.O. about to hit on what I'm what I was just about to say, man. Then, yeah, man. Uh, so well, of course that's what a cash in does. That's so EO gets in. Bianca never gets to her feet at all, right? Because she can't because her feet are her knees are destroyed. Then they ring the bell. EO does a moonsault and one, two, three. The champion. Yep. Um, I was like, all right. I saw a lot of people celebrating this. A lot of people happy for EO. And, you know, I saw this and I was like, I guess this is their summertime cash in like Liv Morgan, like Nikki A.S.H., like Carmella that they always do in the women's division that we'll see how they book her going forward. Carmella was a spring, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll see how they book her going forward, um, but I was like, it, I was like, wow, they they decided like, yo, <laughs> Lil Morgan was gonna be more honorable in her cash in than, than EO uh, was, but and then everyone's reacting to it, just cheering or whatever. Like I'm like, these scoundrels. How, they, people always cheer for title changes. That's how it works. Like these scoundrels, and then they bring uh, what's her name out, Dakota Kai, and it's supposed to be like this moment between these three heels that do nothing but cheat. And all and and be disgusting and I, I guess I guess damage control finally got to Bianca. They they finally got their comeuppance on Bianca. What? Uh, like I oh because yeah I don't I don't know about that. In the rain, I think it I know? think it was I think it was Triple H uh, curtain call brain. That's all that was. They're, they're all dancing in the rain and and celebrating and shit. And I'm like, all right. We'll, we'll like, see where it goes. Like I know what he was going for, but like this is not getting added to like this is not getting added to like the meme to clown on Cody for finishing the story. No story was finished or started or finished in this. No. Yeah, I was no. like, man, I was like, this is kind of weak. So like, I didn't, I didn't really particularly go crazy over it. But I'm happy for it because that means I'm going to like, you know, once they do the match or whatever else, and like you know that the end game is like okay, Eo's going to win. It's like all right, so you know Charlotte's about to dip out this bitch and not be seen until like Royal Rumble, probably. Um, they were High never gonna, they were never going to do Eo versus Oscar because you can't because in America it's impossible to have a a pay per view big match with time devoted to it with two Japanese women. You just can't do it. Like the closest you or and if you do do it, like people were like. Will be like, yeah, the match was really good, but like, I just wish it was. Just wasn't but, enough. Like, like, I, I, I like the match, yeah. but I just wish they weren't both Japanese for some fucking reason. Weird. Yeah. Like yeah. when he, like the real like the, uh, the the Mizunami and Shida match that they did, right? Yeah. Um. So like, that's really it. Like in WWE, Rio, like they've never done that. Like they'd be like, hey, like the only close we ever came to was like NXT when they like called up Kyrie to get her out of there. I'm 2019. So Amazing. anyway, um, yeah. So like Bianca EO, I'm excited. I, or I want to see that. Obviously, um, they've been good together when they've been in the ring together. Obviously, um, but like, I think you gotta get Bianca away from this. Like, 
Yeah, you gotta beat. Oh yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I get her away from this. Like, she's someone's gonna interfere and beat her, and then she's gonna that's gonna carry away from the title. Like, probably like Charlotte's gonna show up and like cost her to match some shit like that. And then they finally do the singles match they want to do with him, and then like, Eo will be a also will be a will be the champion without having the billing because the match will be for Charlotte and Bianca that people will care about with the women's division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds I, about right, right. I got a feeling they're gonna... like who's because like look. It's not like Rhea's gonna be wrestling. It, unlike who yeah. she's wrestling, she's a manager. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, and she, and she wrestles. Rhea Ripley's a manager. Is she, she defending that title in Puerto Rico, brother? I have no idea. Maybe like some match on Raw that like she quick, might. Quick. Like she, well, basically, what I'm saying is like she has to wrestle anybody that's like you know, a threat. Yeah, like we ain't gonna do her versus Becky. That would be <laughs> a match that be, that people want to see. World Heavyweight Title Match: Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Um, once again, the Seth Rollins Falcon Arrow rule comes into play. Yep. Um, at least this time it was like the first Falcon Arrow that was on the floor, as opposed to the one that's the the one that's you know the the super perplexed and two the Falcon Arrow on the floor or on the mat. I mean, so like at least it started like two minutes earlier or a minute earlier. Yeah, I thought this was this match had its moments. Um, I th- I thought they were like hot portions of the match, but I'm like, man, if y'all could just like. Could y'all keep that part and then like get away from all the the Judgment Day hoopla and the the Dom and the Rim stuff coming out and the Damian Priest coming out with the briefcase and no, swinging the camera to, to him? Finn Balor. We have to make him like the biggest dumbass in the world. Yeah, man. Um, I, like I, I thought this was decent. Like at some of the you know some of the work and all that. But I'm like, man, if you just leave these guys out there. As, as fucking goofy as this story is, the seven years ago shit, and Balor comes out with the fucking seven on, on his thing, uh, just hilarious. But um, you leave these guys to kind of do their thing, and it, it was kind of enjoyable. But I got taken out of it with the Priest stuff, and then like I had literally had the same look on my face that Damian Priest had when the finish of this match happened. I was just like... Dumbass. Yep. So, I think the wrestling in this match was done, and the work in the match was done to service by the stupid fucking story and all the stupid stuff involved with the, with the, with the not bumps and bloodline, with the Judgment Day, with Balor being this insecure, uh, obtuse dumbass that, does, that can't listen or is too stupid to like listen to what Priest is saying to him. There, Priest comes out there and literally gets on the apron to hand Balor the briefcase to use to clobber Seth Rollins with the briefcase as Rhea and Dominic have the ref taken. Priest literally says, take the briefcase and use it. Balor says, get out of here. You're in the way. You're going to interfere in the match or whatever. And I'm like, he, do you not understand, understand English? I thought in Ireland they speak English. <laughs> Are you? Are you do like no seriously like if you speak Gaelic and like your second language is English, I was unaware because I've heard you speak English. I've never heard you say anything Gaelic before except for when they had the Demon King goofy shit with you. I've always heard you like articulate in English very well. What the fuck is this? What happened? Did the Tower of Babel just come upon us? You can't understand nothing. I guess the rule when either Finn Balor or the Demon is in a championship match. They, he has to look so incompetent to not win. I don't know whether him falling off the rope in an act of God was worse than what they did to him here. Okay. 
you still have to go with the demon because that man, that man like crumped like the clown. Yes. Yeah, did the yes, like he was like Chris Brown waking up, whoop, like yeah. you know all that. Anyway, yeah. um, but I was just so frustrated with this whole thing. I'm still still frustrated. It was like they're going back to SummerSlam 2016 and about how he won the match. Balor won the match, but his shoulder got torn up, and Seth Rollins made fun of him, so he's still furious and wants to shove it in his face. But they've had a feud in between this 2018 and the spring, and none of this was brought up. So it's like, that was the time to do that. To bring this up now, after you've already had confrontations, is like, it's so disingenuous, and it's so bullshit, and it's so... We have no ideas of what to make this thing, so let's just pull on old stuff and call it long form storytelling. What it's like, no, because if long form storytelling would have been if you had Mission 2018 and brought it up again. So he comes yeah. out and he has, you know, another part that made it also just pull me further out of it was Balor has the face paint stuff and does demon gimmick stuff with the paint and has done that for years. We know what the paint looks like right, on his body, on his skin. He comes out and has on his shoulder the word seven, and then in between it is like purple, where the where the scar is from when he had uh, from when he had his shoulder worked on. Michael Cole, this fucking gutless. I, I don't I don't know the right way to insult him. But the idea that he want, with the idea that he with a straight face on commentary went to tell us that Finn Balor had the word seven tattooed on his shoulder and that was a tattoo infuriated me. It's clearly fucking paint. Yeah. It's clearly fucking paint. Because if you've ever seen that guy with paint on, that's what it looks like on the skin. It's not a fucking tattoo. And also, if you want to go with the part where like it's a tattoo, he had it tattooed on him. Backstage, there's props and effects to do all the magic tricks that WWE does with all types of stuff with the fire extinguishers and the magic stuff they do and Undertaker disappearing acts and all the shit over the decades. Uh huh. You there? You can find makeup artists who have tattoos look like tattoos, like ink on your skin. These cheap motherfuckers. I, I just I was, they didn't I, CGI that shit on him. I was I was I was done. And then the match happened, and I was like getting into the action they were having because they were because they're two excellent wrestlers, and they were in there for the time they had. Once they got in the gear, it was really fun to watch. And then Priest and Dominic and Rhea came out there, and then it just like it turned. And then Finn Balor immediately like turned into a dumbass, and it just ruined the match for me. So like for a lot of people, I think they liked this match more than I did. But like I was just like I was over it, and I was like this thing for this company. Or the people that that champion this company talk about how this is such a great storytelling company to have people be that have their characters be that unbelievably dumb to where like you they cannot- just like the same story over and over again with people fucking up the matches like that's the story like there's no mystery here. Rich, we just got done talking about Bailey fucking up cashins for EO over, over the past couple month or so. You're right. You're telling the same stories for different people all over and over and over. It's just at the same in, in short session at the same time, happening at the same time. Like yes, it's a story, but it's not unique. It's actually a trope because they do it so often. Like, do you just not? Do you have the the memory of a goldfish? What is this? So like, yeah, man. Like I, you know, whatever, man. I. 
I don't know what Seth does next, but like I he better not be wrestling Balor again. It better be fucking over. That gotta be it. Um and one thing the one saving grace to this thing is that Balor is a heel, so at least like he doesn't like he looks like a plate of piss, but at least he's a bad guy. If this was a baby face this happened to, you would have to you would have to like take him off TV for months to, do, to rehab him. This has been the end of like whatever, like, oh, he's in a title scene. No, the fuck he's this not. This is the end of your he character. It's like the end of the line. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Jack Perry. Oh, this is the end of the line for you. We got to turn him. Like, yeah. Shit like that. Uh, Intercontinental title match, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. They only had 13 minutes to do their thing here. You could have fucking gave some of that time from the main event to this. Or, or you could have put Becky Lynch and Trish on the show. True. Um, yeah, man. Um, so they had a good match, not a great one, not an epic one like that. Um, you know, uh, Sheamus was in the back of my mind for this match. I was like, man, I feel like the missing ingredient for this whole thing is Sheamus. I still feel like the person that should beat Gunther is Sheamus, but Sheamus has been in the media kind I, of giving it up. This. Kind of giving it up, saying like, yo, man, y'all wasted my momentum from, you know, working with Sheamus before and then, you know, the WrestleMania thing. And I remember every, right after WrestleMania, it was like, well, why didn't Sheamus win it there? Like, you could have just did it there and whatever, but they just went away from it or whatever. Well, I think he's the only person I think that you, you quote unquote buy against Gunther. And then also it's like it's a lifetime achievement. It's such a fucking easy story to do. They, it just seems like they don't want to do it. Rich. It is 2023 WWE. You said a feel-good story. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. This is a hill company. This is hill yeah. promotion. Yeah. Um, their top their top champion is a guy that's been a champion for like three, damn near three years or some shit like that. He's been a bad guy the whole time. Their second, their, their, uh, their intercontinental champion is a guy that they wanted to have a, be a Nazi. Until they got, until people found out he was going to be, they were trying to give him a Nazi gimmick, and then they had to co- change a couple things. But he's basically still a Nazi. Yeah. Um. And then him and Drew McIntyre, they had a really good match. Se- um, oh, sorry. They're se- their second, their number two champion or whatever. So this new belt they made, you know, for 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 Lonely Raw didn't have a champion. Is a guy that is his gimmick is I'm. I'm trying to crib stuff from I'm the wacky. fucking. I'm trying to crib stuff from the Joker, one of the one of the one of the greatest villains in all of literary history. He not exactly somebody I want to like. Like I don't look at Seth Rollins and get fired up by him. Like that don't that ain't exactly it. Like, He's a baby face because people cheer for his theme music. Right, that don't exactly make me want to live and die with Seth Rollins. Right. It don't exactly make me feel like, you know, when he fires up, that is fucking on. Like, that it the person is in trouble. It ain't 2018 no more. Early 2018. I can't believe that they've actually, like, allowed this man to become a babyface again. Like, well, is I, he really I mean, a babyface? Well, is he really a babyface? Or are people just cheering to his music because it's fun to sing along to? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's all the bullshit. Like, What's his character? Oh, he's zany and he dressed like an asshole. Okay, cool, girl. <laughs> All right, man. Whatever. Um, but Gunther and Drew McIntyre. Um, I thought this was like this was like a '90s All Japan match. If like 
they were like, yeah, you only you have less than 15 minutes. But like there's no there's no super ending sequence or anything. It was like Gunther just was like one, two, three, you're done. Three different moves and it's over or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I had no confidence in Drew actually winning here. Um, I figured Drew's contract thing is still to be determined. Um, Feels like it. And you know, it was it was straight, but I thought I was I was looking for great with these two. Um, I, I thought that they wrestled in like gear three for most of the match and then they cranked up to like four in like the last three minutes of the match. I really enjoyed the last three minutes of the match. Um, and if they had started it earlier, I would have given four flat, but I probably have to top out and say, yeah, here's your three and three quarters. Either way, still enjoyed the match. Still one of the, um, probably the most fun I had met with, with a, a presentation a match and a decisive fucking winner, and neither one of the combatants coming out or either one of the acts looking like a goddamn idiot. I so yeah, from that perspective, this, this, this is my most fun match I saw all night. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was two big motherfuckers, and um, I, I just wish they gave them more time than some of the stuff they they gave the fucking tr- women's tr- uh, triple threat match more time than this. So I'm like, all right, man, we're somewhere else with it. Like <laughs> so. Um, MMA rules match. Shayna Baszler defeats Ronda Rousey and presumably Ronda Rousey's swan song for the promotion in one of the worst matches in SummerSlam history. For sure, a worst match of the year candidate. Yep. This was a MMA rules match, which means they didn't exactly know what the rules were. And two, they did this wait, match. Wait, wait. The- Them or us? Both. Right? Both. Yeah. Both because yeah. they were like, eh, we'll let you roll out the ring and shit. Like, but just get back in, you know. Like, we'll, if you, we'll it's stop, like, like, if we'll you fall stop, out the cage, I think the fight's over, right? Rich, we'll stop the match to let a ref check on you, but the, but there's no fucking decision to stop the match. What are we doing, brother? This was like, I was like, yo, Jim Duggan and Ming in a martial arts match is better than this. Like, what are we doing here? Um, they came out here. The crowd had no idea what they were watching. Nope. And I called it last week. Aside from some some comically bad strikes that they did to each other that they allowed to land on each other, they came out here and tried to do that boring MMA where they were rolling around and all this other shit. The crowd was just looking at them like, oh. like you know, there are people chanting boring and um, – these two just like imagine being absolute best friends and having zero chemistry in the ring and like showing coming you. out yeah yeah showing, showing you. you um Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey came out here and they stunk this bitch up like stunk it up badly like came out here Ronda Rousey with the ultimate culmination of her second run in the company. She came in looking like she didn't give a fuck. She left looking like she didn't give a fuck. Um, she came out here and this thing only went seven minutes, James. By that time, I you could have told me a half hour had passed. Like comically bad. Ronda came down to the ring With her eyebrows looking like hot Cheetos. 
and then basically proceeded to give the last she had to this business, which was less than nothing. <laughs> and I'm left wondering why she bothered can't coming back to begin with other than for the money, dummy. Um, I never want to hear from her or see from her again in any, like, in any way, shape, or form. Politics, at MM, at a UFC fight, um, doing me, doing being a part of new media, none of it. Wrap it up to the farm. Go away, fit with your money, live your life, raise your kids right, have a great life. I wish you the best. I never want to see or hear from you again. Much like T Baby said, it was so cold in the D on this SummerSlam night. So, I forgot what I said to you that led me up to this, but like, I'm watching, I'm just like, yo, this is boring. And it was early. And then I was like, you know what? I like to cut WWE some slack when they try some new things. But I'm not cutting no slack for this because they do this fight pit. The fight pit has a has a rep of being of being excellent, right? Um, and not every single match is like a four star match, but like all of them have been like high threes at the worst. They went out here and put on this fucking stinker. This they thought they boring, were doing UWFI. Boring, so, yeah, and I was like, I, and I was like, you know what? I'm not cutting them no slack. I'm. Fuck them. I'm comparing this shit to the Shuri versus Konami uh, UWF rules match from Stardom um, paper, from Stardom pay-per-view back at the end of 2021. I don't care. Rich replied to me, you bitch, LOL. I was like, no, fuck them. If they want to go out there and try to have a different rules match or whatever else and do it wrong and be boring and all that kind of shit and then make people think, like, you can't do this shit at all. It just doesn't work for the modern day audience, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Fuck them. They're wrong. I've seen people do this. Look, we... Glate does this shit all the goddamn time. Now, don't be wrong. A lot of them Glate matches or uh, UWF matches are snoozers, but I've seen Shuri have have consistently good UWF matches. Now, I haven't had her seen her have some fucking classic whatever else, but you can get a three and a half star match easy out of the UWFI. They didn't know what to do. They did one head kick and and Ronda sold it as if like. Holly Holmes hit her rolled out the ring and shit and all that shit. And it wasn't wasn't even a solid kick to the head either. It kicked it like... shit fell like a tree in the forest. Like, how she sold that shit. I... Whatever, man. Match stunk. Felt bad bad for Shayna. But then again, I thought to myself, then I thought to myself, you know what? When was the last match I really enjoyed with Shayna? It involved a Japanese woman. Oh, never... Okay, whatever, man. Or oh, sorry, Ron. I'm oh, sorry, Rhea. Rhea. That's it. Rhea. So I would here I am, right? Looking at Ronda Rousey's last match in the business, right? As you mentioned, this is the last thing Hopefully. that Pray she had God to contribute. So I'm like, man, is she gonna put her friend over? All right, Shayna's gonna win. I was like, hold on, you didn't even tap out to your friend. You you couldn't you couldn't tap out to her. You had to pass out? Yeah. Oh. But Rich, oh. it's a oh. funnier story. Her last three MMA rules fights, she's been put out. Her last three. Holly Holm? Some say that this is this is congruent storytelling. Yeah. 
So my question is this, right? Now that she's now that uh, Shayna has beaten Ronda, that means she's like, going to be in a title, someone's title scene. Who is she facing? Yo. Are they on SmackDown? I have no idea. All right, whatever. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. LA Knight wins the Battle Royal. Fun or, or cool, whatever. Like, does it make good yeah. for the power that she, he should own money in the bank? And then the same thing will happen with, like, the Puerto Rico show. It's like, the people that should have won in Puerto Rico or whatever else or uh, did well in Puerto Rico, they get rewarded with money in the banks. And this is the same thing. Like, like oh, we probably should give you a, the, the, the thing that gives you a chance to cash in for a title shot anytime, anywhere for a full year. Well, brother, you're going to win this mid this card battle royal. Good for you. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing. Yep. You will. You will. You get a pop. You get a pop yeah, in front of fifty thousand people. That's it. You get to, you get to be in a Slim Jim uh, commercial. So cool for you, LA Knight. Um, you know, admittedly, you know, limited limited abilities. You know, he's 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 making the most out of it. So you know, um, I I gotta say this though, man. I um I watched an interview from this guy the other day, and I had a conversation with someone and I was like, how can any person in the right mind get upset when you say that he's ripping off the rock? That's what's happening. How are you upset at facts? Like this, like, why does this hurt you? Yeah. Like we're like, yeah, man, this is what he's doing. Like, that's the point. Like, you know, but, yeah. you know, they get real sensitive about, about you know, Mr. L.A. So, well, you know, it, it, anything you turn into a culture war. Telling you, man. Um, meanwhile, like this guy has been who the fuck he was back in the N.W.A. Yeah. So up next, we got Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Now. This, <laughs> this probably should have made a vented. Uh, probably, like you know how much better this show would have been had this main event forcing uh, Roman and Jay to then have to go half that time. You know how much better this show would have been off, better off for it, and then have like a good ending that sent everybody home happy and satisfied. Look, they sure called this a main event going on. Second. Oh my god, four main events. On this night, bro, there's no way you can have eight matches on a card and have four main events. That's like that's more ridiculous than having like three at like a a 15 match WrestleMania. That's like way more ridiculous. That's not how that. That's not how math works. That's not how main event works. Oh, Michael Cole on air as Brock Lesnar comes out first for this match says that with this main event that is going on second on the main card. Brock Lesnar. Chris Jericho ended up quitting the promotion over but going on second. Yes. Brock Lesnar has now moved to number one all time in SummerSlam main events at 10 because he went on second on the show. Words mean things. Not everything has to be such bullshit. You know how we always talk about insurance and, you know, when it's time to lie. 
you lean on the truth that you you told the truth when it's time to lie you might be able to slide it across right right but unfortunately these fools want to act like pinocchio um to the match um i thought this was really good overall uh as far as like um you know the entrances felt big yep uh it felt like an important match yep right winner right style of victory no bullshit that like you know everybody like the match all this match did was prove my point about the other ones with the fake jobs and all the other shit people were trying to explain away. All this match did was say, Hey, we didn't get that before. That's what I was saying. We didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop protecting them with your whole body. Like, <laughs> like th- this is what we were looking for because they could have done it. Yep. But yep. They didn't. They, they wanted to do their bullshit or whatever. Because this because American professional wrestling is frittled with like no one ever being the top guys not you know putting other top guys over and then doing in return to build story like that's not what they do and yeah so that's why you get the bullshit finishes and and like the garbage fake injury and all that kind of stuff so for me um I've said it before not, I'll yeah. say it again I'm fucking over Brock Lesnar matches they're all the same as far as their layout like he the match starts hot. The match starts hot without some lockup or whatever else. Brock then turns to a barrage of suplexes and stands around forever. And people have to sell these safe ass looking suplexes, um, like they're being devastated. When it's like I, every fucking weekend, I watch some tag where someone's in a preview for something and they fucking drop each other in their necks and heads every single week. And I'm just, I'm like, this is that's not dangerous, bro. I'm over it. Get up, get up, fight. And people have to sell forever. And Brock's blown up. 90 seconds in, so he has Brock. to do, so he has to suplex, lay on the fucking ground forever, or sorry, get up while you lay on the ground forever and sell like, like you're at near death, and it's every single time, and it's like, I'm over it. So, um, that's what happened. Cody struck first, Brock started throwing the suplexes, he suplexed him around forever, after he's already, while, while Brock is sucking wind, and then, you know, the, the turnbuckle is ripped off as he's trying to avoid getting Germaned again, um, and then it turned, it, you know, the 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 WrestleMania. I guess it was main main event because the main event style went into overdrive. Then you get all the all those goofy high spots around it, everything. And at, at the end of it, um, Brock ends up getting uh, posted. Uh, and he's a shoulder posted, and and you know, and, and sweet poetry to what happened to Cody and uh, leading up to uh, the second match they had. He gets put in a Kimura. Brock gets out of it. Uh, Brock gets thrown into that turnbuckle shoulder first, I believe. It uh, that also leads to that Kimura. Um, then you know by the end of it, Cody ends up getting hitting his three consecutive uh crossroads that finally put away a a top star in his promotion, which biggest is, one of which his is career, to tease probably. to you what would have happened to um Roman if he had, was able to get hit with a third one if Solo Sokoa hadn't just showed up. So it leaves you leave. He get wins the Royal Rumble or ends up in WrestleMania with Roman again. If he hits that third consecutive one, he can put uh, he can put Roman away. We'll see if any of that happens. To be seen, uh, to be to continue to whatever else. But um, at the end of it, after Brock just randomly attacked Cody on a Raw for no reason whatsoever, or no explanation, he takes his hand out. They shake hands and they fucking hug. And then Cody and he does the honors and raises Cody's hands and he's going to be gone for, for however many months till it's time for a rumble or whatever else. And we'll forget it ever happened. But 
He put over Cody at the end of it, and they had three matches that, like, for for my uh, for me the part where I didn't like love any of them, they served their purposes, and at the end, the the good guy won the match to keep him keep him or clean to win. Well, I can't say clean because he used fucking stairs, he but did whatever use the stairs directly in front of the ref, in front, and- front, no no DQ or whatever else. And I was like, once it happens, like, is this no DQ? So I'm like, okay, so. Why the fuck did Co- why the fuck did are they going for the ropes with their submission? Like there's no rope break, and then like then I found out oh he just he just cheated or whatever else and the ref thing just called the shit out. I'm like well what the fuck? So it's like I can't even. So for all the praise I just gave for just being like okay perfectly fine, it's like they fucked they fucked it up too. Then so whatever man, um, bad storytelling I, all up and down this fucking show and execution. The, the part I didn't like was like the the struggling to get back in the ring like four or five times in a row. But that's with, more. But that's more. Count out stuff. Yes, they basically turned to a last man standing match, and that was also the play out of part where like Brock is fucking smoked and he can't go anymore at at, at a particular level, so he has to th- dump that dude out and get himself twenty five more seconds of of when to suck uh, until they can go into the finish. Yeah, that part too. That happened yeah. five times. I, they I teased, like oh, no, they, sorry, part. they teased five or six uh, near uh, near count outs. Five or six. Like six, I think. Uh, and then Michael Cole's yelling, stay down, stay down, and all this other shit. Like, it's too overdramatic. I like the beginning of this match. I like the end of this. And, uh, you know, overall, and I like the post-match. And I was like, yeah, like, like just to, like, go with him. Like, Cody's, they, like, the way he got his reaction, I was like, Roman Reigns never got this kind of reaction as a baby face. Um, I, you, you see what happens when you turn him heel and you kind of allowed these other people to like crack the code on being baby faces like it kind of would be smart to like not run through them all um unfortunately they ran through them all um so i don't know what cody's doing forward uh going forward we you know of course record this on monday night so i don't know what happened on raw what what his stuff is going to be during the the fall season i'm cody (laughs) my back hurts you know, <laughs> I'll see y'all at the Rumble. Holla. Like, that would be me. I that Look, Cody's a little bit more honorable than I am. I uh, better so never he's be probably going to show sc- up. If I'm here, I'm like, I better never be on the same screen as Seth Rollins until after WrestleMania 40. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, it's like, if Roman's not defending that belt, right? It's like, you got to keep coming up with, co- with reasons for Cody not to go after Seth Rollins and the, the fake title. Yep, that's true. Like you, like do you do just him and Gunther? Like do you, like you got that just sitting in the in the back pocket? Is that even you know, worse? Call back from the Rumble. Is that even worse for the IC belt? Right? right, you can't do that. So he's boxed out of that. So it's like, all right, what are we gonna do? You gonna do Drew McIntyre? You turn gonna let Drew you turn on him? Turn Drew yeah. Hill on the way out. I mean, you could. Like you could. Like it's yep. an easy job for somebody to do to him. Yep. So maybe you go right. with that. Could do that. Hell, make it a cage match. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saw what a you saw what a Wardlow cage match went. You imagine what look Drew McIntyre is on a whole nother level from Wardlow. Yes. Um, the opener of this card: Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Man, I thought it was good. I thought it was going to be better, though. Uh, I, oh, I, I oh, oh like, you thought that they were going to actually let them go out there and do all the cool things that they were going to do instead of just, you know, go out there and waste time and no urgency for the first half of the match? That's what you thought? Yeah, oh, man. no. I, you got to tell stories, brother. 
They you felt rather. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta show, you gotta show him that he can actually wrestle. That he can, you know, do some moves. They felt rather like reeled in. Like it was like, yeah, man, they could, they could go crazy, but they're, they're just kind of putting it all. I was ready to to send out some inflammatory tweets if this match like went like the way that I thought it could go. I'm like, you know, kiss my ass, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Logan Paul is here. Like, you know, oh, I, I was, God. I was about to, I was about to get, you know, wicked. On Twitter, but it never quite reached that level for me to be able to get wicked like that. So uh, maybe that's for the best. But uh, I, I like the match still. Uh, you know, they did the heel finish, the shitty finish of all shitty finishes. The uh, you know stole from MJF, the brass nugs, like the ring or whatever. But um, you know, I, I thought these two had a little bit more to give. But you know, I don't judge Logan Paul like I judge celebrities. I judge him like a wrestler. And I thought a lot of the stuff in this match was slightly off, like positioning wise, timing you know, may have been a little issue, but that's that's probably the inexperience of Logan Paul, you know, just coming out a little bit here. I thought they have could I thought they have a better match in them. I think they have a better match in them too. I think they obviously have a better match in the two, but like that wasn't what they were asked to do. They were asked to go out there and like not wrestle their full capabilities. Um, so they went out there and didn't wrestle the full capability, capabilities. Uh, I, I would just like to say that, like, the even while not, like, you know, doing everything they could do, the stuff that they did as far as high spots, Logan Paul did not hold up his end of the bargain as far as, like, execution. Uh, like, the butt shot lariat from the outside. the outside to the floor did not look good. That was his fault. The uh, springboard or the uh, Spanish fly where they landed, and he was going to fall on his ass and not for ricochet on his feet. That was also bad too. Um, it just you know, he's he, he's not he's not experienced with this, and the more they keep asking him to do this crazy shit, he's not he's not getting experience by doing matches in front of live crowds. You're, I think they're I think they're asking for trouble. Like it's going to be some big botch, and he's going to be out there with someone that's not ricochet. He's gonna bust his ass and he's gonna hurt himself, or his or his opponent. Um, so, you know, luckily that didn't happen, and I hope it never happens. But if it does, if and when it does happen, I'm gonna be like, I, I this wasn't hard to foresee. So what you saying is don't book him with Luke Menzies? No, what's his name now? <laughs> Luke Menzies. Uh, Riddick. No, no, not Rick Moss. Um, oh, Rich Holland. Rich Holland. Yeah, Rich Holland, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, don't book him with him. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him drop two of my favorite wrestlers of all time on my on their necks. So, um, but yeah, that was SummerSlam. Um, a, a, a like this kind of kind of affair. An inconsistent um, show. Yeah, and it was like I thought it was gonna be. I thought they had more here. But they've like, had so many. They've had so many better pay per views this year, or in the last like twelve months than this. Like, if for it to be the third biggest show of the up? year to be out here give out you something that's just an okay show was like that left me underwhelmed. Yeah, like to, to see this, I was like, man, like by the end of that main event, I was like, yeah, man, we uh, this is a good old fashioned stinker. Like, and, and a better like that will do it to you. Like, and I was on a timeline, and it, it just was reminiscent of like some of the more like uh, bad nights in WWE history, which you know the the jokes start going crazy on Twitter after the pay per view, yeah. like yeah. the I, the yeah. I don't 
I can't recall a more universally disliked like finish. Not because of who won, but because of the swerve. Like nobody wants the Usos facing each other. No one wants to see that. Yeah. No no one wants them broken up. On, only Vince only Vince and Triple H because they're fucking hill bookers. Yeah. This is yeah. like what like what does Jimmy or Jay get what does Jay get out of this? Like if he overcomes Jimmy, is he going to get another title match? No. No. You're not the tribal chief. Right. Yeah, man. Uh not seeing it, man. Um But yeah. Um there was uh some stardom and all that. Yeah. So I guess I should probably think about Hitting the music. Stardom. Okay, so nights four and five of the Grand Prix from this weekend, this past weekend. Um, were uploaded today. I uh, have not got a chance to watch them. We're going to be talking about the July 29th and 30th matches. So it's like five matches. So this will be quick. Um, Julia versus Hannon. Um, last year, Julia gave Hannon nothing. She just steamrolled her, beat her ass, stacked her and pinned her. Right? Um, this match is actually competitive of this person is outclassed, but she has a chance to, you know, get a roll up, a near fall, be able to escape the finish as she as she clearly looks like she's going to be doomed to get eat a finish and you know get slide out, out, survive, too, get a, like, you know second life. What were we saying? Yeah, she she got a kick out too on Julia that Julia was quite yes. pissed about. Yes, she also got she also kicked one. Uh, there was a spot where like uh, Hannon was setting up, got to a point where like she was setting up to go for a back her backdrop driver finish, and like Julia like slipped out and hit her with a back, her own backdrop driver uh, to keep the match uh, continuing. But at the end, uh, Julia gets her up and hits her with a glamorous driver and gets the win. Um, I ended up giving this three and a quarter. I like the match, and I really like the progression of like last year she got fucking. St- steamrolled this time like she actually like able to hang for a little bit and then next year if they are in the same block like this should be a competitive match or a something approaching a more competitive match it should continue going until eventually she beats her in I don't know five years some shit like that four years three years whatever <laughs> um be yeah, man Julia be left the country by then could be could be uh next match Mariah May versus uh Sayuriano. This match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Pleasant surprise. Not because I don't think of Mariah as someone that can hang. I think she's shown enough that she can hang in singles matches by this point. I just never, I just don't, I just don't think their styles necessarily match that well. But they made it work by saying, hey, let's just form each other hard as fuck in the chest. And, 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 and it was beautiful how that worked. Like, it's, um, it just hitting each other hard tends to work out and, and work as a really good um, uh, connective tissue for pro wrestling. Just, you know, hitting each other hard. So um, I see them both as heels, too. So I don't yeah. know if Ano is necessarily a heel, I guess. But um, I, so I, you know, just looked at their dispositions against each other. And it's, it's like a, it's, it's like they're so different. It just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because you know it's very similar to like even though um mariah works as a heel in stardom functions as a heel in stardom like she's very you know feminine and girly she's barbie doll and like a lot of Anno's existence in stardom or most of her existence is like she's interacting with Barbie dolls and she's friends with these Barbie dolls, but she doesn't like, but she doesn't go for their, for their shit, for their aesthetic and for their appeal. She ain't rocking so, with that. So like it, it, you know, I didn't think about that, but now that you life mentioned not, like, life not funny. What? Life is not funny to Sir Anno. It's only funny. She's only having fun when she's bleeding. Apparently. Do you see, do you see yeah. that picture that's going around her? No, from which after she her, after she busted her head on after the suplex she gave uh Julia off I did the not. off the, hold on, I'll send it to you. I want you to show this to the fans or to the uh, the streamers because that shit had me like just laughing. Like she like she's having the time of her life in her head because blood is trickling from the top of her head around her face down her chin. Send it um, on the uh, if you can. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I uh, keep filming for a second because I can't, can't can't multitask like that. Be able to tell the match and also yeah. find this photo. Sorry, about um, but yeah, I, I, I like this match. Uh, like, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, seeing these two. I think they were on early in the night, so it was like, oh, you know, it, when, when you're watching tournament wrestling, like there's like matches that you don't necessarily circle that kind of jump out at you a little bit. I would mm-hmm. say this is one of those um, for sure. And the more like Ano matches I'm, I'm seeing, I'm you know, kind of getting to learn her style and like what mm-hmm. her vibe is, and I'm I'm liking it a lot. And um, I think Ryan May started the tournament pretty strong in the yeah. two matches that I've seen. Yeah, same. So, um, match match is as I mentioned, lots of lots of heavy striking, lots of chops from uh, Mariah lighting up um, Otto's chest. Otto's chest like lights up bright red. Um, so. Ultimately, the match turns when um, Mariah starts to match by giving with more force than Otto was expecting, and then Mariah, Mariah goes for a big boot for a running big boot, and Otto catches it and goes for a, a dragon screw leg whip. So then from there, like she continues, <laughs> she continues to work over her knee, and um, as Mariah starts fighting back more and more, she keeps cutting cutting the, down the tree with the uh, working on that leg. Until Look at that smile. Yeah. Look at his smile and that blood. Psycho man, she was in the moment. She was in, like that's like I don't know if I don't think she was planning for that picture, but like that picture's taken and she's like oh, that's the picture of her career for that's that's the zenith right there for now <laughs> until she comes to the next level. <laughs> it's stardom. So um, she uh, so Mariah uh, gets desperate, tries to get her out of there with a finish. N- nothing doing right. Ano then slaps on a what only thing I can describe as a combination submission that is one part knee crank, one part arm bar, and one part leg choke. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but she's tied up like a pretzel. And the only third thing I can think of, like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's some shit that, like, Saber's done that I just forgot that I've seen him do. But, like, it was so elaborate. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? And, you know, when Stardom on, um, Stardom on Road 2 shows, when someone wins and they get their hand raised, they put the time down, they say who the winner is, and then they say who, what, what move won the match. That shit said Sayori Ano time 
and then the, and then the move where you see the move, it says unknown. <laughs> what We're the doing fuck that is unknown. that? She didn't even be like, what, what is that? I don't know. I just made this shit up. This is this is shit. I was like, yo, this she put you in that unknown. She's, yeah, she's um she is she impresses me the more I see her in stardom, um, and, and I'm just like. I want to know what the ceiling is when it comes to this with her. And, um, you know, she had that great match with Julia, but I think I, I, if I'm interested to see where she, where she tops out at. Now, obviously she, you know, she's yet to face uh, people like Mina, like Utami, like Micah, but like, I'm, I'm more interested in her tournament going forward now than I was going before going initially into the tournament. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Raya, another, another good ass match. So, um, then the main event of of uh, of uh, the seven twenty nine show, Mina versus Mirai. Yes, sir. And um, they they doing what I want. They doing what you want. Mina gets Mina gets the big win of Mirai. She drops her with a figure four. Uh, Mina driver or driver Mina, and um, this match was damn good. Uh, big Larius from from Mirai as usual. Um, worked over. Mina's arm to then soften her up to get the Miramare, the 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 Kimura. Um, Mina, as she's you know struggling, she gets back into it with targeting the head and neck with DD with big DDTs left and right. I think she may have hit like eight different versions of DDTs in this match. <laughs> she she put it on Mariah's neck. There's a point where Mariah gets her up and gets like goes for the the bridging German. And she mm-hmm. has to let out. She has to give up because her neck is so damaged from from the fall, and she couldn't get the pin. And then Mina takes advantage. She gets her up, and it gets the uh, the um, as I mentioned, the figure four Mina driver, and um, or figure four driver Mina, and um, three and three quarters. Really enjoyed the match. Um, know they have a lot more left in the tank, and um, they're they're in the middle of you know, they're in the middle of really good. Um, Tournaments starting out strong with two matches in for both of them. Yeah, this is um the way this one needed to go because obviously we all saw um what you know the booking shenanigans. Yes, the booking shenanigans necessitate they wrestled their way out of this shit. Yeah, like to to make this seem to seem like this error, like you know, make it right essentially, and um whether that leads to Mina getting the belt back. Who knows? Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, right? But either way, like they got themselves a hot match and people that are watching this thing knows the the mac you know, the machination or the strings that were pulled to have both of them have them titles have that title and then lose it or whatever else and then set the whole thing up from Tam to then put it on to Mariah's like so y'all were ducking y'all were ducking smoke thing that, that Mariah's gonna get projected. Like, nah man, she can out wrestle that shit over here. So like don't hide from it. Go out there, build up a match let her go ahead and earn the fans' respect if they love Mina so much. Yeah, so um, whatever their end-of-the-year match is going to be, that's probably like, you know, we, we talk about anticipated matches. Uh, think about what's left for stardom this year. Obviously, we got the rest of the tournament, tournament final. Yep. And then, like, there's no reason this can't be the New Year's show. Yeah, or, the or year-end. Year-end, year-end, yeah. year-end climax. Yeah. That's what I yeah. meant. Yeah. Um. So... Then uh, move on. That was the end of uh, the January 29th show. Moving on to the January, not January, July. Uh, moving to July 30th. There was only two matches. Mariah versus Hannon. 
and um, this was a good, fun ju- uh, judoka match. Like, Mariah gave her a lot, um, was getting th- getting thrown around a lot, and um, Mariah just overpowered her and then hurt her up. <laughs> uh, or not hurt her up, but then, like, hit her with maybe the best lariat I've ever seen Mariah hit somebody with, so which wow. means it might be the best the best lariat I've seen this year. <laughs> she fucking smoked her. I, I ended up clipping it and... It's on my hard drive, but uh, gets her back up and then uh, hits the big running jumping lariat and gets the win. Uh, I ended up giving this uh, three flat stars. It was it was short and sweet, but it was fun. Um, and then uh, the main event of July thirtieth. Rich, do you have a chance to see this or no? Yes. Okay. So, Natsupoi versus Suzu Suzuki. Um, just drafted Suzu Suzuki in the uh, in the draft. This should come out next, bro. You watch like it's so funny. Like you go through this this shit, and you're just like, "All right, y'all, okay, cool." You just drafted Liv Morgan. I guess I'll draft Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. You just drafted. Oh, you just drafted Soraya. Okay, cool. I guess I'll draft Natsupoi. Like, <laughs> this is, I'll take Takumi Roha. Yeah, like this is ridiculous. Anyway, um, this is amazing what people don't know, and like. Bro, you you really think you you really think that's on the level? You really think that person should be drafted that high? Okay, whatever. Um, so this match starts off with high high speed action, crisp stuff, and then eventually, because the story felt like, yeah, Suzu can do a lot of stuff. We can do the high speed stuff. Obviously, you know she's not that big. Also, mm-hmm. something we I haven't noted on the show yet uh, of or since you know of late is like Suzu's like she's in better conditioning. Like she is, she's like she's trimmed down some. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that like she looked bad or anything before, but like she's clearly like she's trying. It's like she's trying to get a push in stardom. Uh, that's the best way I could put it. So anyway, she um she uh she's doing the stuff and that support high speed stuff and like she's holding her 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 end of the bargain up and eventually she's like. Nah, man, enough of this. Hold these kicks. And she sees her lighting Natsupoi with big kicks, and then she takes advantage, and she's starting to put her away with the big suplex and everything, and Poise is holding over dear life. She getting, like, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I know Ridge loving this this middle section of this match where Natsupoi is out here getting getting ragtagged and wow. ragdolled by, by, uh, and holding over dear life by Suzu. And then, after wearing, wearing getting her ass, wearing this ass whooping, Natsupoi does what Natsupoi does, which is, all right, you don't whoop my ass. I'm getting up and I'm fighting back. I've had enough of this. <laughs> she got back and started rocking, rocking Suzu with big kicks and suit and the big, you know, the big over the body non falling suplex and everything. Suzu mm-hmm. gets up and no sells uh that big suplex and then they keep going from there and it's just it just just number bomb throwing with these 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 little these little petite five foot little women a five foot woman and a five two woman are out here throwing bombs and haymakers right <laughs> here in rapid session. Oh my god, this was great. Um, like the minis division, bro. It was so fun watching them too. They so skilled, they so small, but they but like the the action so fast, you can't just call it like like it was it was was awesome. So by the end of it, um, it looks like Suzu has the match in control and is uh, going for the win, going to get put the match away. Um, at the last second, that's way escapes some stuff, um, and. She ends up getting, um, she ends up in a, a series of like her big, her big spin kick. 
And then she ends up hitting like the, the last one. It's like the big sweeping one off of her knee. That's devastating. And then uh, she ends up getting uh, Suzu up and then hitting uh, the fairy, the, the straight jacket bridging uh, suplex for the win. And a bit of a shocker because, you know, Suzu lost to Shuri in night one. You think like, obviously you're going to keep her in, in, in the chase or keep her you know, like in the standings or whatever else early. She goes down 0-2. Um, which is, you know, a lot of people will be mad about that because when she went out 03 last year, it was hot. Um, but she goes out 02. Nasapoy. Training like Yoda Suji out here. Yeah, Nasapoy won night two or night one, wins night her second match. So she's has four. She's the leader on the block right now. Um, and she she celebrates. She's super happy. She actually tries to get um, Suzu to, you know, the, the handshake or high five. Suzu won't have none of that. Suzu don't shake, no shake hands. She don't touch gloves, none of that. She, she's, she, yeah, yeah. So she was an upset she, she, with life, young lady. She, she went to terrorize. She went to terrorize the city after that. Later that night, um. So she grew up hard. So, so here, here's how how it goes. Like what, how I see Suzu. Here we go. So Suzu Suzuki is like a young girl who was like abandoned, and all she she's been fighting her entire life, like for for everything that she's ever gotten. A little bit different than Momo Watanabe. Momo was was living a good life and then fell upon hard oh times. Like God. like Suzu Suzuki and and Momo Watanabe run into each other and like they might like each other, they might not, but like they they arrived at the same point from different places essentially. But Suzu is a little bit more. She doesn't even have any idea what the good life is like. So there's not that sadness with Suzu mm-hmm. Suzuki. Suzu is just more like, I know no other way, you know, <laughs> and, and I and I'm going to fight my way out of this. All right. So I have a question for you, because I forgot to mention this part during the match. And why I thought this match, one of the reasons why the match was great was like early in the match is like Suzu got advantage and she tried to put the match away early. She teased that she was going for that tequila shot. Yep. And Naspo got the way. And then by the end, we like she had to match one. She finally hits tequila shot and Naspo kicks out at 2.9999999. Um, obviously, she didn't invent that move. She clearly she moves uses that move because her homegirl retired or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tequila shot, Tuzu's tequila shot is like one of the best moves in wrestling. I like it. It's a little convoluted on the setup. But I, I like it. Okay, so I think sometimes when you put someone in there, uh, they don't bump for it right. But when you put someone like a like Naspoy in their cell for that shit, it looks fucking devastating. Or or Kamatani or um, Hazuki, it always looks it always looks perfect. And and mm-hmm. it always is like that can win a fucking match. It never wins a match, but that's the thing. It never wins a match. But every time she does it, everyone thinks it wins a match. It's going to win the match. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I love it. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, but anyway. Nesport gets on the mic, says, you know, it's a hot summer and, you know, I got four points. I'm lead on the block and everything. And, um, you or know, I, I want to prove that I want to prove that I'm just I want to prove that uh, I want to prove to people that even though you're even though people you may be small or you're not or even though you may be small, like you can still be the strongest. Uh, I guess it's like a carryover from the, uh, Ch- uh, the from the Chihiro match from a few weeks ago um, in Sendai. So, like, she she goes and signs off. She says, um. Before she signs off, she says, yell point, like, and it made me think of, like, <laughs> NASA Poi and LA Knight, like, yeah, Poi. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, Sick. but, yeah, she signed off, and, and, um, 
and walked off and everything. And it was it was a good moment. I was like, man, I know I know. I know Rich must have been like, damn, I really wish she had lost. And I'm just saying anything like, man, it's so funny. Like, Rich used to love this woman. And now he, now he just, this thumbs had down. Beast, and, I, beast, and I thought to myself, like, what happens if, what happens if Tommy, you eventually, you run into that point? She's like, Ladasan, why, why? <laughs> why do you, why do you turn your back on me like this? <laughs> What's the response? Yeah, what's your response? We're gonna clip this. Like, what is your response to answer for why you have turned your back on NASA point? My response would be you don't deserve to know why it's her. <laughs> <laughs> you know that good old fashioned you deserve no explanation. Oh my god. Terrible. But, Terrible. Uh, nah, I'd probably say, you know. I, I just saw so much more for you, but you decided to you, you decided to live a certain way and be dishonorable out here. So, yeah. yeah well, anyway, that's the that's the end of uh of the show. We'll um review. Um, you can always fix it, NASA boy. You you can always fix it. You know what to do deep down. Boy, when she won that white belt eventually, oh oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be. Remember, when Miz, like the week after on SmackDown, after he cut the 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 shit on the the uh, talking smack thing on Daniel Bryan, how he walked to the arena, how he walked yeah. down the ramp with rage. Boy, the that's gonna be my energy when that like when we have to review the show after that's what was a white belt. <laughs> but I'm coming and be like, wait till wait till I got this slander I got here for Richard Lotta and Velcage. Oh my god. Ooh. <laughs> Oh boy, y'all gonna catch it. Y'all gonna catch all the shit for like three minutes. It's gonna be nasty. Y'all might have to duck in y'all chairs. Anyway, uh, but that's it of the show. No worries. Unless, unless what, you got what, something what, to say. What, 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 say? We'll even these points out. You know, and that's where you lead in the block. You know, I, you know, you, you get the post match promo. You feeling good? Don't worry. The, them points are gonna even out. Uh, I, I sent the money already. You know, it's been collected by the opponents, and, and they have assured me. That they're gonna they're gonna fix these points the, the correct way. So, bye, boy. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using to listen us with. If you're watching from the stream, you can uh, donate uh, to us uh, on by looking at the screen and hitting up the various PayPal's and uh, Cash apps. If you're listening from the podcast, you can go to the show notes and go to the red note red circle link in the description and donate there and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Besides what is ready, you have keeping a strong style, the Ricky and Clive wrestling show, Groman watch this shit, the grave consequences podcast, eight bit suplex, all things elite, get in the ring, meet the press slam, uh, the wrestling disaster. And that's it. It's four of them, right? Actually, the one, I, the fourth one is the one I actually got. I forgot the one of the three. Get in the ring. Get in the ring. Meet the press slam. Oh no! Oh, man. that's bad. That's bad. I don't know, Sorry, man. Danny. Sorry, Danny. Too many shows. Sorry, but the new one, the, the newest one, is the rest of his ass. So we got that one for you. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.